When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One and we are recording with Dave Colm and Mr. Tom Luongo for episode 847, Sunday, June 26, 2022, at 3 or 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You now can't kill your babies anymore, but you can boost them. So I don't know if we went forward or backwards, but gentlemen, what are your thoughts on the current state of the world burning down aside from buying gold and ammunition and water? I'm stocked up on cigars. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm running out of whiskey though. I'm gonna have to go make a whiskey monster. That is, that is true, Dave. Um, well, I just went on the combo Atkins slash intermittent fasting diet, and I'm right at that moment. Anyone who's done it knows this: that some number of days in, all of a sudden you have no energy. Uh, so you burned off all the carbs, and your body hasn't yet figured out it's got to go chew off all the fat now. Um, FYI, it's something I've learned over years of doing this. You're probably short on salt. You're, 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 you're getting rid of all the salt and your body is. So no, seriously, start, start getting a right, uh, a regimen together of, I use a salted lemonade using a uh, product called um, true lemon. I think that's what it is. It's basically just crystallized lemon and stevia. And that well, I've and always then, found it, it passes. I've always found it lasts about two days and goes away. Yeah, but, but it, thank you. if you if you go through the when you're dumping water the way this I, I've been through this, and if you go on a hardcore carnivore, no carb, the whole nine yards, yeah, you'll work intermittent out too. I'm throwing intermittent in there. Oh yeah, so and I, intermittent I, just, it's all good. It's good for you. You know how many just pounds I've lost since Thursday? I've lost eight pounds since Thursday. Mm-hmm. It, you can hear the, the, the my body sizzling in the frying pan. Well, the first three or four pounds are always going to be water. And then after that, it's, you know, but this is a very good thing. It's excellent. Right. Yeah. I do intermittent. It's the only thing I can force myself. It's pretty easy. I find if you uh, sleep for eight hours, go to the gym, you're on caffeine. I find going to the gym always kills my appetite for several hours. And then if you do a couple podcasts, you're really not thinking about it. You're just working. By the time you sit down, you're ready to eat. It's like, I don't know. For me, I don't eat till like 8 p.m. But then I'm in bed like three, four hours later. So minimize that window down to the actual time where my fat ass can be like, oh, now is the time for. And then my uh, my ace in the hole. And this is terrible. And I'm sure all my prepper friends and Delta Force guys are looking at me like I'm a fucking moron. But I just don't keep any extra food in my apartment. I literally keep 2000 calories at a time. So when I wake up in the middle of the night. Tom and I will tell you to change that pattern. I know. Uh, I'm going to say, dude, you're talking to the guy who has, I know who, who during COVID bought an extra chest freezer just to put the cow in it. Oh, I know. I know. I know everyone that everyone I tell that is like, you're a fucking moron, but for years I couldn't lose weight. And now it doesn't, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, you little fat ass is like, oh, I wonder if I want some, ch-. you go in there, you just open the freezer and there's just like a, a rock solid chicken breast and like a tray of ice. And you're like, I'm going back to bed. Fuck this shit. So it's working <laughs> for me. But I, I, again, Tommy, the same thing, the same thing I tell Dave, your hunger 
pains go away. You're more often than not, you are within, within about a week, within about a week too. even without the salt trick, which I'm glad you told me you're, you're mentally, you adjust. Yeah, yeah you do adjust. And, and you don't even get hungry till five or six o'clock at night. I know you can easily go eat one meal a day. And, you know, if you want to go OMAD, one meal a day, uh, I did that for a while. Um, we did that eating one ribeye a day at lunch, his and hers. We would just sit down. Camille and I would sit down for lunch, have a big friggin' six, 18, 20 ounce ribeye, whatever it was, whatever, you know, and that was exactly. it. And then did that for four months and I lost 35 pounds. Jesus. So, so I did it for eight straight years. Mm-hmm. while I was doing serious Taekwondo mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't eat anything until uh, after my workout, which sometimes went till 10 o'clock at night. Wow. And, and then, uh, and then what would happen is all of a sudden there'd be some event where I had to have lunch with a speaker or something. Right. And by 1130, I'd be gnawing my arm off. Yeah. Psychologically, oh, I'm yeah. sitting there going, dude, you're going to have lunch. And you, I would be gnawing my arm off. Yeah. This, uh, I know how that feels. Yeah. And uh, I wonder, I'm just thinking someone's going to be watching this and be like, this podcast is sponsored by the World Economic Forum. We're sitting here telling people <laughs> it's good to not eat. We're all just like, it's changed my no, life. No, no, no. It's, it's good to not eat a lot many times a day. But when you do eat, you fucking eat meat. Or, right. uh, that's the funny part. Forum. That's you the funny part. Eat all the meat. You, the red flag should go off if I come on here and I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying a uh, diet of love, just grass and crickets. And guys, I got to tell you, it's really changing my life. You guys yeah. thought about Davos? I mean, what a beautiful place. Yeah, that's how you know. That's how you know something's up when I'm sitting here telling you that. I'm like, Glassy-eyed. got rid of my apartment. I'm in this little fucking pod. It's great. They swab my asshole every day. I mean, I've never been happier. But did you see their most recent one that was weirder than you won't own anything and you'll be happy? It no. said life does not have to be. Oh, yeah. Meaningful. Oh, yeah. New, new study Holy. shows that life doesn't have to be meaningful to be worthwhile. And it's like. What? what? I mean, they're just what? we're slow. Well, they're, they're literally saying the it's OK to sit around all day, jerk off and play video games. Well, you can see yeah, what you on UBI and you can see you the just, next step. You after just that. sold me on it. You just next- sold me on it. <laughs> The next step I mean, after that's no. going to be if it's not I mean, worthwhile. You know, I'm not saying that that's not a, like a, a significant portion of my day. Oh well, TMI. TMI. Well, you, you um, already, but no, but you can but, already see it know. happening. You can already see it happening in like some Nordic countries. They have those suicide pods. Have you seen those? Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh my god, that's some dystopian shit. It's like a futuristic. It almost looks like a giant like a uh, snowmobile helmet, but like big enough for you to sit in, right? And it's got like the the opaque sides and the glass on top. And it just shows like a woman smiling and it's like you press a button and it rapidly fills with nitrogen, removing the oxygen. You, you drift off to a painless death, but they're called suicide pods. And, but they're, but there's like, they have like the same ad department as like Apple. It's like sleek, like no carbon footprint. Like you go in there and it's done. You can see them starting to, they're boiling the frog. They're doing it first. You own nothing to be happy. And then it's life doesn't have to have purpose. And now they're just walking you up to like, Hey, press a button. Why don't you just kill yourself? Well, hey, Jill killed herself, and that you know that that removed one hundred and fifteen thousand kilograms of carbon uh, release over the course of her lifetime. Like Jill made a difference. We'll even put up like a digital plaque in your name. You can see it happening. Oh, they're going to be selling NFTs against that shit. Uh, on, only on Ethereum, though. Remember, only on Ethereum, not on you know, not on any proof of work blockchain. They're so walking they us up. They're wa- the Overton window is shifting. More and more, it's well, accelerating. It's rapid. I've been saying, I've been saying for years, Tommy, that we're 
that we're going to wind up in, you know, some cross, some terrible cross between an episode of Black Mirror and THX 1138. Like, you know, <laughs> and even in a, in a, I mean, how prescient was Lucas to create a fake religion with, a, uh, with you know, a, 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 a video screen and a tape going, yes, yes, I understand. Oh, my God, forgive me. Yes, you are my son. Don't worry. Be ha- go consume and be happy. I mean, go back and watch that movie again and then actually watch it as like, you know, bl- completely blackpilled. And it's the biggest black comedy of all time. Like it, right up there with like Dr. Strangelove, SOB and some of the other great uh, fight clubs. Those are the best black comedies ever made. Right. I, I laugh my ass off every time I watch that. Movie. Did you see the clips from the x file series? No, I didn't, because my wife actually watched that season of X-Files and told me all about it years ago. Oh, I I thought maybe they faked it. This is where they have this disease that's changing your DNA. It is absolutely COVID 1.0. Boost COVID 1.0. Go on Twitter and search X-Files. And somewhere in the first three, um, you will find... Uh, about a two two and a half minute clip of various X file scenes, and you go, "Holy cow, they nailed it! They nailed it!" I was watching. What was I watching the other day that that they did the same? I, I was watching. I'm like, "Oh, look! They they laid everything. They got it all right ages ago." I was watching something else, and it was like 15 years ago, and they got it all laid out right. I can't. I, it'll come to me during the during the course of this podcast. Something I watched recently, and did it was the see, same thing. Did you see Prodigal Son in Miami Vice? So Miami Vice are chasing the drug lords and they're 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 working their way up the chain to try to get the Mr. Kingpin. And they end up in the office of this wrinkly old man who is rumored to be the model for the bad guy on The Simpsons, the banker. Okay. And he sits here and he basically says he ta- ta- talks to Crockett and Tubbs. He knows who they are. And he says, here's the deal. The Colombians owe us a ton of money. And if they don't pay us, our banks are going to go belly up. So you're not going to stop this. And I'm watching this going, that is exactly right. And now we know that, you know, the drug lords are either our drug lords or yeah. we whack them, you know, that's that sort of thing. So, yeah, there's like a, I think it's in the movie, is it Sicarios? Where oh, like Sicarios they get down there and like, uh, I don't remember what scene it is, but it's basically like, he's looking at him, he's like, what are you doing here? Because like he knows that the guy is talking to CIA mm-hmm. and he's like, basically gives him the black pill moment he was like he's like these like bloodthirsty cartels that like behead women and children guess what when we know where they are and how they operate we can control all of them and it's less chaotic than if it's just you get rid of the cartels though as we saw in iraq with saddam it's like get rid of Gaddafi. you're gonna see bloodshed and depravity on a level you can imagine and it's like there probably is that moment where you look at like, you know, the highest echelons and it's like, yeah, those are, those are all our guys because we have like, we have tabs on them. We can well, it's control. Not like the heroin. It's not like the heroin trade stopped when we went into Afghanistan, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. actually the heroin trade and Why the not? fentanyl trade out of Afghanistan, the, the Taliban had, already, had stopped it. And that's the reason we went into, we went into Afghanistan is to restart <laughs> it because the CIA needed a goddamn, needed a goddamn offsite budget. I needed, needed an off balance, an off books budget. 
Yeah, didn't didn't someone po- it was on like Reddit years Wait, ago? Did you not know that, Dave? I'm sorry, I thought that was like common. Well, I didn't know that. I you know, <laughs> I, I thought I you don't read Lou Rockwell was, enough, dude. Like this is I I, I, I do I do read Lou Rockwell. Dude, we've been I, saying this for twenty. We said this twenty years ago. Uh, yeah, there's you know, there's the a problem is there's about about six thousand feeds out there that give interesting information. I, and, I, uh, I, I'm only giving you some, I'm only giving you some shit. You're, you're allowed to not have gaps in your knowledge because God forbid, there's just so much shit out there. Well, then there's the Catherine Austin Fitz bottle that says the Pentagon is just unaccounted. We have unaccounted for four trillion. If you look at the however many trillion they bailed out the system with over COVID, where'd that money go? Right? We we know it didn't go. And I did a little math. It probably went about two hundred fifty billion into people's pockets. And sure. the rest, the rest was who the hell knows. Well, most of it is just sterilized QE, right? You know the way I the way I'm looking at it. When I look at when I look at um, excess reserves of the they they renamed IOER interest on excess reserves it's now interest on reserve balances, right? Because whenever the Fed wants to change anything, or they just tell you, they stop calling it one thing and then they call it something else. But interest on reserve balances, like the reserve balances, are like four trillion dollars, right? Yeah, I mean that's right. where it went. It's just sterilized QE, and then right. you've got the two point two trillion in the reverse repo uh, facility. The Fed's got the Fed's sitting on six trillion dollars with which to decide what interest rates are or what what the price of money is going to be for the offshore dollar markets. I'm fir- firmly convinced. I, every day, I become more and more convinced that the Fed is running an operation on Davos, and that they're running rings around, it, and they're going to kill the euro dollar futures market. And every day, I'm watching the euro dollar futures market, and I'm like. Dude, if this was a this was a, a cardiac patient, they'd be prepping the fucking paddles. Like, have yeah, you been watching right. the shit? It's like twenty basis <laughs> yes. points a day, I think in one direction, and then the next. I think you said that, Tom, on like our first episode. Mm. You said you're like you're like you can see the divergence between Davos and the Fed and Wall Street because all of a sudden sure. you have these Gordon Gecko, Jordan Belfort types looking across the table at these Klaus Schwab types, and they're like, "The fuck are you talking about?" Exactly. And what like how like how am I going to eat caviar out of a Lithuanian woman's pussy if we're all like equal living in like Davos or something? No, I want the yacht with two helipads on it. Like exactly. At, least, at, this, like, at, the, at the very least, Tommy, they're eating caviar out of a Lithuanian hot Lithuanian chick's you know vagina, pussy, whatever you want to clam, twad, bearded clam, whatever you want to call it. At the very least, it's not, and they're not you know fucking the little children. Yeah, like they're like 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 those guys are. Like yeah, that's but you know, I said this morning, like you know, every uh, to my to my people on Slack, my my private Slack server, I said, like their entire ethos is just how can we create loss due to friction within the entire global economy in order to get our way? Because that's like their entire ethos. Yeah. Other than fucking little children, of course, yeah. Because that's, that's like uh, the that's, other part. That's that. That's the other. That's fifty one percent of it. Yeah. Maybe 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 you have the Wall Street guys looking at the Davos crowd, and you have guys like Jordan Belfort looking at them and going. Those guys have no standards. Like you have, exactly. you have these guys that have burned down the system. Poor Dave is like, over there going, "What the fuck? What the fuck did I get into?" That? And they're like, you "Yeah, know, yeah." Oh, did I mention I I only have twelve minutes left? <laughs> Dave's like, "Hey guys, I gotta run." Like Jesus, like, I got I, I gotta do my hair. Yeah, I was, I was I was just I was just looking at the clock and I was like twenty one minutes in and I answered my own question. I'm like, how come I'm banned from YouTube? And it's like, because they're fucking the kids. But the, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, some some some. You, you all had me on camera with a drink. Like, yeah, well, what else did you expect? Some questions answer answer themselves, I suppose. Mm. But do you think 
to go back to oh well, I want to go back to the uh, the heroin in Afghanistan. Someone made a post on, of course, you know, the all credible sources come from 4chan, but it was years ago, and it was someone like kind of overlaying like a like a satellite map, and they're like, they're like, if you used like like a, just a handful of JDAMs on this one dam, then they like overlaid it with like you know like a the topographical map, so you'd flood all these opium farms. And thus, you would kill like the revenue stream of the Taliban and Al Qaeda. And it's like, so how? Why don't we do that instead of occupying with five hundred thousand troops? And like the reply under it was like, because that's our fucking opium, you retard. <laughs> like, like yeah, I know. That's it why is. when it looks that easy, that's why. That's exactly. that's kind of dark. But uh, to, to all the missing money, you guys are both much more well versed in this than I am. So my uh, my conspiratorial mind always goes to things like black budgets. Do you think that it's just a way of, I mean, truly going off the books and saying, oh, we can't find the money and that's what's going into some fucking DARPA program? Or is it a lot less sexy? Is it just greasing the palms of a bunch of cronies or both? I'll let Dave. Dave, you go with this one. You know, I don't know, actually. I, I, you know, every, every time I try to figure out what the big plan is, I, I, just, I just get stuck. Um, I, money alone doesn't explain things to me. Uh, they're, they're, they have so much, you know, uh, Gates doesn't need more money. Yeah. Um, you know, none of these guys need more money. So the question is, what's it all about? I the only thing that it, that explains it. I have one theory that explains it beyond just I'm, I'm reading, a, listening to a, a, an audiobook on evolution. And one one of the things that happens in evolution is it's just random. Right. There's a randomness to it, not just genetic drift, but but you, you develop some some ability, which then millions of years later, that thing is hijacked to do something else. Yeah. As a result, it's not perfectly suited for what it's now doing because it didn't start life with the idea of becoming a, an eye, you know, or whatever. And so you find that the designs have all these flaws in it. And so, um, so, so uh, uh, the one model that to me is kind of an overarching theme of that would explain it is if resource depletion is real and the guys at the top for various reasons, it could almost be benign, right? You'd almost give it to them and say, Hey, we're in trouble. We got to save the world by some cockamamie plan. Um, you can imagine them believing, of course, Stalin believed he was doing the right thing when he killed 20 million people too. Um, that, they realize that we're going to run out of stuff. And if they know that, then a lot of the plots fit together pretty well. Yeah. Now it's just a theory, right? It's just, and, and the odds of being right are almost zero because it's, it's, it's too simple. Yeah. I, 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 I've given them that benefit of that doubt many times in the past. Well, I'm not sure it's benevolent to what no, they're no, trying no, to I, do. No, right? I'm, I'm, I'm willing. I, I've willing, been willing to entertain that. I, uh, that argument many times over the, you know, going, okay, maybe, Peak oil is real, and then I look at the numbers, and then I understand tech, and then I, you know, apply my ability to understand technology and markets, and you know, human ingenuity, and then I look at, you know, and I look at the, 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 the vast amount of suppression of alternative technologies for energy production, nuclear, and I realize that that doesn't fit. They've spent well, more let me, money let me... suppressing cheap replacements for oil. Then they've then they've spent suppressing the you know cheap oil like it 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 doesn't make any sense that that's why it doesn't fly for me that's why I think it's it's malicious and not anything else. 
Let me and ask you this. I, what if what if the sentiment is so bad about nuclear that um, that the guys who said we got to go to nuclear, which I think is patently obvious, right? It's patently obvious. Every single quantum jump in 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 our civilization has been fueled by some new energy, mm-hmm. you know, starting with taming fire and things like sure. that. Um, what if they said, look, we're never going to convince a NIMBY crowd. We're never going to convince them one at a time. Let's let's just beat the living piss out of them with an energy crisis. And the same people said, just please vaccinate me five times. We'll say, just please create nuclear power there. Well, I, maybe. Right. I, you know, and, and, and again, I don't think that that's the case because they've known since the 1950s that the thorium fuel cycle is an order is an order and a half of magnitude more efficient of energy returned over energy invested than either oil or uranium. Right. Period. Uranium right. is only marginally more efficient of, of, of uh, in EROEI over oil. So right. what the fuck are we doing? Like uranium was always just a the, the reason that the Greens were originally anti-new along with being anti-war, and then they were co-opted over the course of time into this climate change religion bullshit was because the Department of Energy was always a sub um, was always an off-balance budget for the Department of Defense to make nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of the of us choosing uranium two thirty eight and the uranium two thirty five over thorium, which we knew in the nineteen fifties with Oak Ridge and everything else that we could create thorium reactors with the uranium two thirty three cycle that would be far better. And there are multiple ways of getting to the you know the, the using thorium, and you know and like it's so it's very obvious if, if uh, EROEI of oil is roughly seventy five to one. And maybe it's fallen to 70 to one just, you know, to make Chris Martinson feel good about how he's been fleecing people about peak oil for 25 years. It pisses me off. And you know me, Dave, I, I name names because the whole peak oil argument drives me up a fucking wall because there's more oil out there now than there was when the peak oil guys were talking about this ages ago. The reality is, is that oil in real dollar terms since 1973 is up 13%. Other than, you know, the recent move to 125 because of the war in Ukraine. But when oil was even at $85, it was only a 13% in real dollar terms via the CPI, which we all know to be vastly understated. So it's mostly right. been a monetary phenomenon, which is the rise in the price of oil. Okay. Um, but we've known forever that, if, okay, so if oil is 75, nuclear is about 80 to 85 at max. And thorium is around 2000. Well, but you might have just given the answer to to the question. That is that as long as nuclear weapons were the weapon of choice, then they waved off thorium. But mm-hmm. but what's also seems clear to me is if from what I can gather from reading books on China and Chinese philosophy, is that nuclear weapons in the future, they might still be a pain in the ass, but are not viewed by, say, our adversaries as the way to destroy us. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be, you know, the, this unlimited warfare approach, this, this, uh, this you know, make, weaponize everything. Right. And, and so then the question is, is it possible they're saying, okay, now, now we go to Thorium, right? I, I, I think these people are all Malthusians. I think Davos rhymes with Thanos. I've said this before. But the whole Marvel story was designed was was taken up by the powers that be to prep the mind, humanize the destruction of half of humanity. 
and embed it deeply in the mindset of two generations worth of humans in the developed world that Thanos was actually doing God's work. And you look I at humanize again. <laughs> and, um, and I, I think that this is that they, this goes back to Julian Hus- Huxley and UNESCO and the club of Rome and all of those guys, which said humanity is a virus. We cannot be trusted with cheap energy and we need to be, and we need to be curtailed and managed like livestock. Right. And that's why we're not allowed to have nice things, i.e. cheap and abundant energy, because they don't trust us with it. And since they control the money spigot, because we live in the age of the cent- of the age of the central bank, controlling the value of money and the price of money, they've used that egregiously against us. Now that era is coming to an end. We're going to, you know, this is the end, I think, the end of the era of the central bank. I think it's a 300 plus year cycle that started in 1694. It's all coming to ahead all at the same time the solar cycles the societal cycles the economic cycles all of it are all coming to to a head all at the same time and it's all going to peak and then it's all going to collapse and then what comes out the other side is going to be a much more rational world where we're going where those people who have created that that world will be the they will be broke jim rogers is going to be right in the end all of the wall street guys are effectively and the old money are going to be poor and the farmers are going to be the ones who are, and the oil, you know, the guys who work the oil derricks are going to be rich. And that's where I think we're going to be in 10 or 15 years. I don't know that, you know, the way I'm smoking, I don't know that I'm going to be around to see it, but Hey, whatever, you know, but I can't, I can't be bothered at this point. So, you know, I can't be arsed to fucking care, honestly. Yeah. The fact that they haven't utilized, unless of course they are and they're, because I guess one way, if it was total control instead of resource scarcity, right? Because if thorium reactors or even just just a, a, in an order of magnitude increase in fission reactors, the shit we already have, well, that would all... better just 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 better just something other than light water reactors, which are terrible technology, right? In terms of their potential for complete and utter fucking disaster. Sure. Right. Where they're dependent upon re- regular shipments of diesel fuel to run the generators to keep the friggin' fuel rods that are on site that we're not allowed to move into long term storage from melting fucking down. Like, we're one hurricane. You don't think this is my biggest worry living in Florida right now. My biggest worry in Flor- living in Florida right now is that Florida is so far off the Davos agenda that if we have a major hurricane this year, do you think we're not going to get the New Orleans treatment? Oh, yeah, you are. And we have at least two major nuclear reactors. That may not get enough. That may not have enough diesel fuel to keep the fuel rods from melting down, and that, that, that these fucking people and that these assholes in Washington would be happy to stick it to Florida and then cause a civilizational event, i.e., the meltdown of uh, Crystal River and what and the other freaking nuclear nuke plants that we have here in Florida. You know, because their ability to not see forward reminds me of the. Uh hurricane that took out the that took out the the hangar with all the stuff bombers in it right and 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 i'm sitting going you guys okay you don't know when hurricanes are coming what i do know is having stealth bombers stored in corrugated metal hangers in hurricane country strikes me as kind of stupid right at least a little little wasteful little wasteful yes a little wasteful so, or a little a, a complete failure of uh, the 
the bureaucracy to, to or, do anything or intended destroy them so we can't have a gap in our stealth bomber nah, nah they, they only build well they build these things in order to pad contracts and make people rich but they don't actually ever want to use these weapons. yeah Right. Yeah. Let's remember all they want to do is all and if they do use those weapons, they only want to use them because people can't fight back. Yeah. Yeah. We use our B2 spirits against tents in Afghanistan, not China. <laughs> we make sure that we bomb them from orbit so that they don't know it's coming. But so then we conclude that because I think we've both uh ta- I think all of us have talked about it on separate podcasts about, you know, just playing the the mental exercise and giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying that it's resource scarcity. It's like them, you know, it's like laying off a thousand employees. It's not because you're a greedy fuck. It's you actually trying to keep the company flow. We'll float that as right. Maybe they are. Right. Doing it. it doesn't it doesn't seem like it because because they could be using thorium reactors if that truly was the concern. So I don't know what it is. Otherwise, is it just well, it might a, not be just energy, though, it might not be just energy, might be food, water, air, air, airable. Oh, everything is a, all those things are derivative of energy. But I think what my the point being is that um, that it might just be that the, loss of, the, the loss of the time to develop the technology, the thorium story is, is happening regardless. Like I, the more I dig into it, the more it's, it's happened. Right. And um, but it's not happening in the West. It's in China. Yeah, China's doing it. Happening in Russia. Rosatom is building a is building a four megawatt um, pilot plant. The Chinese already have a two megawatt thorium molten salt reactor running in um, you know. And um, so like it's already happening. Like again, at the end of the day, you can't you can't control everything. Like that's the problem with these people. They they think they can control everything and they can't even control hell, they can't even control us on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that I was stamped out on YouTube and I can just do this on another website. Doesn't really, doesn't really leave you quaking in your boots. Right. Right. So, well, then you have to wonder, are we just reaching a point in, uh, in, in human history where we are rapidly approaching an era where they don't need as many, uh, useless leaders smart enough to work the machinery, but dumb enough to not question the, the hierarchy. Could we be approaching cheap robotics and sufficient enough AI to do what, you have to keep around, you know, surgeons. I don't know. Are we just approaching a point where they don't really need us? And it's not like, it's not an energy That's thing. It's not a resource thing. Are they just like, hey, why even risk it and have all these fuckers capable of just throwing a revolution? Let's let's learn from the uh, French Revolution. Let's let's remove all the people who we would say, let, let them eat cake. Just remove them. It's an odd view of disarmament. Yeah, I mean... I- it might just be they're not saving shit. They're just we don't, we don't fucking need these people. We can all live well, on. That, that's their. That's uh, that's clearly their their argument. Yeah. Listen to Yuval Harari to speak. Listen to Klaus Schwab speak. Listen to listen to Bill Gates speak, and it's all right there. That's what they think. I know? I did not like Harari's books. I did not like them for. I thought they were just poorly constructed. And, and but but the recent shit come out of his mouth is just terrifyingly bizarre. Yeah. Right. It's not that I necessarily believe he can do what he wants to do, but it's just twisted to think that this famous author believes the stuff that he says. Well, it's like when you read like Mengele's like journals and he's right. like and he's like, you know, he's like the Jew is a lot like us. They have like opposable thumbs. They have working eyes. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, this guy, he was a true believer. 
then you go, yeah. oh, sh-. it's very easy to write them off. Oh, they're just evil. They want to kill. And then you talk to them. And you see the eyes gloss over and they're like, yeah, no, they're just parasites. And if we remove them, you're like, oh, oh, Christ in heaven. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, 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 hold on. It's a good thing that I live in a concealed carry state that I can just like shoot that guy now. Yes. Because when yes. you when you are confronted with evil, that total depraved. Yeah. Yeah. That, that total that they just, you know, speak, you know, uh, impersonally about getting rid of hundreds of millions of people. Like it's know, a lost cause. Yeah, well, no, that's like Casas Bella at a personal level. I mean, this this person is a this person is truly, especially if they have any power whatsoever. That's what like, I mean. Is it's not like yeah, a, well, no, I mean, I, I think I think that you know it's funny. Like you know, I, I used to say I've said many times like if I could fight one person in history, I'd fight Milton Friedman. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Do you guys know why? Because you could. Well, because he was take... a fake fucking libertarian. He was the fake Austrian. Right. He was absolutely he was fake Austrian. Clothing. He was absolutely a fake Austrian. Absolutely. He was a Keynesian through and through. And so I'd fight that guy. But you know something? The more I think about it, the more I'd want to fight like Sartre. Not that it would be much of a fight, mind you, because you know that little fucking prick. Like, I think I take him out in no time flat. But if you really go through and you look at all those French nihilists and all those French postmodernists. They have created the intellectual background for what we're dealing with today. We're not even dealing with like Marxism anymore. Yeah, it, we're far beyond. Like, it's a new Marx animal. Is, Marx is a pogue compared to these fucking people. He's a fucking tourist compared to these people. I think. And, sorry. No, go ahead. That's it. I mean, that, I, was, I mean, we just need to get rid of the French. F- 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 one. I was just thinking, like, if I could see the butterfly effect of one thing. Mm. I think it would be interesting to see what would happen if Truman had just given MacArthur the the fifty A bombs he wanted, or I don't, I just or, don't, or allowed Patton to go into the Soviet Union. I wonder what would have happened. Yeah, what would have happened if you had just really taken the leash off the dogs? Of I just maybe it'd be horrible. I don't know. Maybe we'd be. I, I think it would actually be the wrong choice. I think probably. at the end of the day, like I think the bigger issue. Um, I don't know. I mean, like Common Turn officially ended in nineteen forty seven, but. You know, not in my mind. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, they were debating up to 48, I think, if we What's should that? just they, they were, uh, Annie Jacobson talks about it in her book, uh, The Pentagon's Brain, DARPA. Right. Up until 1948, there was like public debate about us just nuking uh, Moscow from border to border so that they couldn't get the A-bomb and then preemptively nuking anyone else that ever started to and just establishing global hegemony for eternity. And they opted out again and they opted against it. And then 1949, Laverne Tiberia, you know, the head of the KGB got them to get the bomb. And then that decision was off the table. That's well, and the, but that's what, even, what, what I'm trying to figure out is why and how in 1948, the, the Brits and the Europeans lost control of our uh, our political system. Because they're the ones that this is uh, this is so clearly a, a British slash European colonialist model. Listen to what you just said, yeah. and now talk to me about novels. Well, I know, and and when right? you say and it out loud, mindset. you go, "It's the same thing." Well, if we just remove everybody else. We could have. It's always if we just do a little bit of evil, then we can have utopia. That's always the thing that drives to just mass genocide. Well, they stay. I mean, remember they remember. Come on, we're all old enough to remember. I don't know. I mean, I know I'm old enough to remember arguing with you know shit bags in high school and college about, well, you know, they didn't really practice communism, dude. Who's it really? Like, come no, on, if we, just, if we actually had, 
we actually, everybody had actually implemented real communism. It had all worked. I'm like, oh, you're one of those. Listen so to in Bernie high Sanders school, talk. I just remember trying to get around the bases, scoring an ounce of pot and doing sports and stuff like that. So I don't know what you guys were doing in high school. Uh, um, Neil Ferguson, by the way, did a counterfactual, which is what we see. We seem to be in the counterfactual uh, part of the competition now, uh, and in which he said it would have been better off if Germany had won World War One. No, no. And, and, and right away it clicked. It, it made a lot of sense to me because then it wouldn't have set up World War Two, which is when the real shit hit the fan. Yep. And World War One would have been quicker. Yep. And 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 one of the interesting things is if you go back and you look at at, at who loses wars and you ask, how are they doing now? They always seem to be doing better than the winners. I'm not quite sure how that works, but. Um, because all of these wars are banker wars, all of these wars are oligarch wars where they get two other they get proxies to fight for them. Right. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Europe two times got. And got themselves involved in a friggin' war against the Russians or against the Germans or whomever, whoever they had they had previously bankrolled, right. and then got us to fight their war for them. We're while they flew all their capital three. over here to pay for the war to pay for the war machine, where they all got rich, richer, and then after the war was over, they moved all the capital out of the United States back over to Europe to keep their to keep. And they're doing the same thing now. That's right. Same, Number three is coming the up. Same, this is Davos is the same playbook. Same playbook. Have you ever so read, this uh, time we have to say no. Have you ever read the creature from Jekyll Island? By oh, yeah. I haven't, but I've had it like taught, yeah. I've had it told me. Yeah, no, it's it's just it's, it's it's the Fed is evil, blah blah blah. But I like his very ending. Mm-hmm. And he said the purpose of wars is to perpetually remove, to waste tons of human energy, uh, the the fruits of our labor to create weapons and then destroy them, have them destroy each other. It's basically to remove the cream of the crop. You take everyone's efforts, resources, things we've mined and smelted and melted and designed, and and you have the smartest brains working on engineering these things, and you create yep. them all, and then they annihilate each other like antimatter. And the purpose of the war is just to constantly remove human human ingenuity and, and advancement so that we're always perpetuating this just system of everyone has to keep working towards utopia. We're never going to get there. We're purposely... we're we're. We're we're getting all the crops and we're just throwing them in an incinerator. Mm-hmm. I'm not oh, sure that's that might be the outcome. I'm not sure it's the purpose. Mm. I would make that distinction. Um, also, what you describe as modern war. I'm not sure that the wars of, of previous centuries are that way. And I have no idea what the future wars are going to be. I do. I do think we've reached a point. I, I am now convinced that that our Pentagon and our military industrial complex is, is preparing for the wrong war. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced of that. And I think we're going to get slaughtered by, it's going to be war of the worlds and we're going to be stopping around the planet. This is how microbes going to take us out. Right. Oh, yeah. No, no mention of COVID of course, but um, that sort of thing. I think we're going to discover we've created a, there's a great book. Who's the guy? Not Peren. He's Roman. Uh, Who's the guy who who wrote about the cl- the collapse of complex societies? Who wrote that? Come on, damn! I had a few conversations with him. The collapse of complex societies. It's a great book. Um, what the fuck is his name? Well, while you're talking about that, I'll, talk, I'll, just, I'll just bring in the idea that we're watching the collapse of Kiretsu and just in time manufacturing in, in, in real time. What Dave finds that well, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We 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 well. 
free market capitalism, if you want to call it that, um, did was is they they replaced uh, costly uh, safeguards with 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 extremely dangerous um, short time scales. Yeah. No. I, I, and and in a world where you don't have rapacious oligarchs, then weaponizing everything. And they what Joseph they did was, Tainer. Joseph Tainer, Collapse okay. of Complex Societies is a very good read. Excellent. Thank you, Dave. Um, what we're going to say is that like, there's nothing wrong with just-in-time manufacturing in times of peace and everything else. When you don't have a rapacious oligarch class, then looking at that as an opportunity to collapse supply chains to destroy people's lives. Like yeah. they've used this, they've, they, they first, they, 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 um, they, they, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not engendered, but um, subsidized and, and fostered this, right? Allowed this to happen. We ran with it. And now you're looking at how easy it is for it to become just, any of these supply chains become a single point of failure, to take out <coughs> the entirety of the, uh, of the division of labor. We have a very sophisticated division of labor pre-March of 1920, uh, pre-March of 2020. And now we're having a, a collapsing division of labor because of collapsing supply chains, which is what's raising Russia's profile as a base commodity producer. Because as, as the division of labor collapses, right, then commodities rise in value relative to what you can use those base commodities to, to build, right? Because there's always more profit. The more you go up the the, 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 the structure of production from base commodities, second order goods, third order, fourth order, 12th order, 15th order goods, as the supply chains necessary to keep the 15th order goods, which is where all the profit is, running, that collapses, we're back down eighth order goods, or seventh order goods, or fifth order goods, which makes the relative value, the input cost of commodities worth that much more. Now you add, now you add the collapse of the credit cycle and the collapse of extra pyramid, and it all makes perfect sense as to why the West, which is built, uh, which is all built on credit and funny money, and moving derivatives around, and drinking each other's milkshakes, is losing to the guy who has all the fucking co- commodities. It makes perfect. I mean, it makes perfect sense. And they, I can't believe they didn't understand this. And this isn't even an Austrian argument. This is literally basic supply and demand. This is this this is this is economic. This is divorced from any kind of economic orthodoxy that's built on top of it. This is just basic everyday law of diminishing marginal utility, law of, de- law of supply and demand. This is not hard. Well, except and, for I, I think and, our model was based on the idea right that, that we could go take their commodities when we wanted them. Yes. Yeah. And now the question is, can we do that? And it's not at all clear. That that. Uh, I, I don't up. think it's not. I don't think it's not clear, Dave. I think. I think the question has been answered, and right. our politicians haven't gotten the memo yet because they're just smart enough to run the 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 the, the consent manufacturing production line, but not smart enough to know when to how to tweak it and make it make it work better. Like they're running up. They're running a production line. These are all 100, 105 IQ midwits. Ursula von der Leyen, Charles Michel, Boris Johnson, Joe Biden, Barack, maybe not Barack Obama, but the rest of them, they're all 105 IQ midwits, Jacinda Ardern, Justin Trudeau, the rest of them. They're very good order takers, but they don't know how to improvise in real time. 
They know how to run a plan. They're good middle managers. They're perfect middle managers. And that's why we're that's that's why we are where we're that's why it's so easy for Putin to run rings around. Speaking of World War One, this is a hoodie I, I made last summer. And it's uh it's reveal Princip assassinating. <laughs> and when I wear it, and pe- people ask why. And I just say, well, it's the most influential guy, really, I guess, in history. I mean, he pushed, so you, the, he pushed a domino. So, so it turns out that if you read Ben Steele's... No, it wasn't Ben Steele. Ben Steele suggested it to me. If you read uh, Europe's Last Summer, they very much downplay the importance of that Archduke shooting. Yeah, well, they say it was going to all happen anyway. Well, no, but they also say that 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 everyone hated the Archduke, and that the, that the Austrians had to get pushed into getting pissed, and 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 Germany finally said, "Look, when are you guys going to get mad or what, whatever?" You know, and and so so the Archduke was an expendable character. It's like, oh yeah, so someone shot him. Who the fuck cares? Um, and 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 as a consequence of that. Um, we seem to have a friend who's trying to find a better seat in the, the, the buddy. No, Come on in, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is not the one who snored during my QTR podcast that, that Chris kept getting mad at. He says, dear dogs fucking snoring. And there, the comment section said, let the dog snore. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> dogs are always joining the podcast. I don't give a shit. Fuck anybody. Well, yeah. Otherwise. Nothing's not, there's nobody in the park and there and Amazon has already delivered packages. So Kamina's out. My 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 guardian dog's out barking right now. She's just going, God damn, it's hot. <laughs> have have you guys heard of so one theory I like? Have you ever heard of the theory of the breakaway civilization? I mean it's not that that term can get co-opted by like the worst of the worst conspiracies. They're like it's all lizards. Give me a like, thumbnail. I'll tell you if I've heard about it as a description, not as a name. The name's not ringing a bell. What's the idea? Yeah, the name's not ringing a bell either. Well, it's the idea that just like we see with cap, just like we see in evolution, just like we see now with with capital, you know, the top 0.001% have X amount. It's the idea that the very tippy top have been under the guise of things like DOD black budgets and using the Cold War proxy armies fighting against each other in order to accelerate technology because the Cold War accelerated the average technology eons faster than it would have is the idea that all these things like when we can't account for a trillion dollars or there's a you know an 08 you know fed bailout or a, a, a covid bailout what we're really doing is we're siphoning off an extraordinary percentage of money not even for like weapon systems we see like the b2 spirit or something but rather i mean the truly elite who knows maybe under a thousand people of a breakaway civilization of technology to truly get off the planet and actually be able to go, I don't know, inhabit Mars or something. The idea is I, that I, I think that's a preposterous theory. I love it. Not, not well. No, <laughs> I, I just don't think. I, I think the logistics of if when when you get there, it's, talk about having a tough time running society. Yeah, Mars is not going to be a friendly place for this. No, and so it, it, I think. I don't see I, I, why would you ever want to go to Mars? I mean, and live in Mars, but beyond just or, the human the achievement. Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine. I watched the sci-fi last night about going to some moon off Jupiter. And uh, I like the dystopian movies for obvious reasons. And uh, it, I, I go, who wants to live like that? So yeah. I, 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 I don't think those models it's, make sense. 
it's it's the same as as them digging vast tunnels and yeah. you know order to have like you know all the to have their their life underground and then they realize you know life sucks down, down here sucks. yeah yeah, yeah kind of yeah. sucks right gets a little moldy down there doesn't it yeah um, i was yeah. gonna say i mean this is so many ba- there's so many bad ideas about that now you know i i don't want to go off, off on too far of a tangent here but you know you start getting into the twelve thousand year dis- disaster cycle Mm-hmm. The, the the where the you know we're talking about the every twelve thousand years the sun burps and wipes out most of humanity yeah right which is well you know um documented in the geologic record and everything else and you start looking at things like the pyramids and go back to like tepe and i always say it wrong go go back go to back like tepe tepe. And all the other and all the and all that stuff you get into the randall carlson stuff you get into all that mm-hmm. and you're like we're prep. We may, we're on, we may be we're ready. They, they may actually be prepping for the right disaster while they tell us it's, you know, they prep us for the wrong one and we're uh, all the ones doing it wrong. Like, and I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, you, Dave, you mentioned on Twitter before we started, you know, you want to get some prepper updates. Well, the prepper update for me is I decided that, you know, if the 12,000 year disaster cycle happens and the crust jerks and the, the poles yeah. flip and the crust jerks and, have the, some and the 6,000 and the 6,000, you know, foot high tidal wave comes got news for you i'm not going to be yeah. in the Cumberland <laughs> plateau up in tennessee in my hobbit hole that i dug out of the side of a mountain yeah i'm going to be right. here in florida i'm going to die i'm going to be sitting on my front porch waiting for it to come in with a cigar in one hand and a whiskey in the other it's like don't look up yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, don't look up at that point <laughs> no that, exactly but that was a brilliant movie what the situation is it was a brilliant movie it was a brilliant movie it was absolutely a brilliant movie but that's always been my sort of like, yeah, when I first started listening to like Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock, I've always thought I'm like, yeah, my prepper plan is no, no, Dave, you hit it. It's like a bottle of like clonazepam and like a, like a fentanyl shot. Like, I don't, what right. are you talking about? Like, no, we're going to rebuild society. It's going to be barbaric. Point, Tom, I'd actually get and, and as I said to Tom <laughs> in our last podcast, I said, I don't look good in a purple Mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. True. But it's like, I think they're like, it, it's, it's going to be Mad Max, but power is going to be redistributed. And it's going to be a new world. Go fuck yourself, dude. I have I, I have problems. I, I bitch and complain about the hyper advanced 2022 world we live in, where I'm doing this podcast on an iMac and I'm going to take my car and go get my just in time food tonight because I'd rather keep no food in my apartment. So I have the luxury of burning fat where most humans throughout all of history want fat. I don't do what when the air conditioning goes out, podcasts are canceled. Like that's, I am living on the cusp of, of human technology and advancement. The idea that we're just going to become hunter gatherers, God bless. Have fun. Mother Nature and history show, however, that you don't let go as fast as you think you would. I know. I'd, is, I'd start uh, crying and. No, no, no. And, but if you look at people and you sit there and you go, why would you cling to this existence, right? Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you just go to the light and. and it's it's in our dna right it is yeah. no it is we try to survive we try to survive yeah I, no, it it's, is. it's funny yeah I, I i make fun of it but it can, but my wife and i were talking about this yesterday it's it's been beastly hot even for north florida the last few weeks last week and a half or so punctuated by a little bit of rain here or there to cool things off and a lot of the grass and and of course then they turn everything into a sauna that's good as long as it rains every couple of days and the grass grows and the goats don't start um, but I tell you, like it's Florida is fucking inhospitable with air conditioning. Like it is truly inhospitable. And how anybody lived here before 
air conditioning. I don't know. And they're made of sterner stuff than me, man. Because I'm, I'll be one of the zombies like trekking north. I interviewed. If I don't die, if I don't die on the fucking trail of tears between here and Hotlanta, uh, <laughs> like I don't know. I'll, I'll... So I live in a house that has plate glass windows. Mm-hmm. Can you see that? Yeah. I think I showed Tom. Very that, nice. right? I mean, that's utopian. I like but it. the problem, the guy, the guy who built it, former dean of our business school, built it, and he didn't put an air conditioning. So when the sun comes over the horizon, all of a sudden you're running from it like a vampire. Yeah. And I don't know how he lived in this house without AC. The neighbors built their house like two years later. They were buddies. He, too, was the dean of the business school at some point. And uh, and they didn't put an AC either. And I'm thinking after after one summer, I would have said to my buddy, oh, by the way, put in AC. So, I, grew of course, house, have- I grew up in a house because you're up in Ithaca, right? Or, right. Uh, right around Ithaca. I grew up in, in the, the Hudson Valley and around Harriman, right. Monroe, that area. Right. My house didn't have air conditioning. My mother wouldn't get air conditioning because she had lung problems and you know, the forced, and apparently she thought the forced air was bad for her or whatever. So thankfully, I lived in a classic kind of suburban two-level, uh, what we call the bi-level where the, the, the downstairs was half submerged in the ground. So, you know, and the windows I used to sleep in the basement. So we could, I, we could actually hang out in the basement in the summertime where it wasn't a hundred, where it wasn't a hundred degrees in the summer. Cause you know, summers in the Hudson Valley were midnight. I mean, that was only for a month or so or a month or two, you know, it would get up in the nineties with, with, with 85 to 95% humidity. I then voluntarily moved to a place where it's like that seven months out of the year. Did that have, then again? There aren't humans here, so that makes me happy. Did that house have window wells? Window wells? Window wells are where you have like windows in your basement, like they're cut yes. out in the basement so that like the basement rooms get sunlight. Yeah, no, they were. Yeah, so the the the, the windows were kind of standard small windows oh. at head height, oh. right? And and the rest of that and the and and uh, so it was. But I, you know, that house was. I I I don't know how we lived, I, but I had to sleep upstairs in my bedroom. Well, in the summertime, I wound up sleeping downstairs. Um, but yeah, like I've been here where there's no air conditioning in the summer in Florida for seven days. I think I've told this story before. I don't know if I told it to you two guys. But the first summer when we built this house in 2003, that summer, uh, in 2004, uh, hurricane came through, wiped out Stewart, came across the state, turned over my house for 24 hours, dumping 20 inches of rain and more Jeez. over my house, and then shot back east and took out South Carolina. <laughs> turned and strengthened over my house and then moved and then moved out back out to South Carolina and, w- and wiped out, you know, Cape Hatteras. We were without power for seven days. I didn't sleep for six days. Like other than, you know, that half sleep you get for an hour and yeah. a half here or there where you think where you don't, you're like, I'm not asleep yeah. and it's a hundred degrees. There's no power. The air is still, it's a, it's a literally living in a sauna. And I went to work on day seven at the university of Florida and finally worked, open back up again to go to my office and sleep in my chair. Fuck yeah. I still took a day off from work. It was still a holiday. I still took a, a vacation day. People would come into the, the lab like, Tom, I need this. I need all my, I am not here. Fuck off. I'm sleep. I'm, I'm at home. Leave me alone. I am enjoying the blessed. I felt like Jason Lee and, 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 and dogma, no sin greater <laughs> than forced air, than air conditioning or whatever the hell it is. You know, I, um, I lived in a frat house in Valdosta, Georgia, August oh. August 2010, N- no air conditioning. That Valdosta was, is almost hotter than us than where I am. 
that was me and my roommate. We were one of a couple guys there. We shared a bathroom and we had the shower that didn't have hot water, but it didn't matter. And we would just <laughs> no, like every hour we just kind of take because you're just laying in your room naked. And of course, we're like, this is gay. So like, you know, we would keep the bathroom door closed <laughs> and we would just, you know, we'd just be laying on our bed, our mattresses on the floor to get through the yep. coals, fans on just laying there. And then you'd hear it every 30 minutes. One of us would get up, you go step in the shower, not even a curtain on the shower. And you just turn on the water and just sit yep. there until you start f- shaking and then you, you brush it all off and you go lay down and you're good. And then like 30 minutes later, your core starts to rise and you just do that nonstop till it started oh, yeah. to get cold. No, I, 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 I took, I took many an alcohol bath that week where I, you know, you're just like, because you know, the evaporation at the very least, cause you can't, because it's so humid. You can't even, you, you know, you, you sweat and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. All you do is soak your shirt. I was running out of salt. It was, I mean, it's awful. And I sweat badly to start out with. Like you can shake my hand and I start to sweat. I'm just terrible about it. So it's amazing actually though, how much better I've gotten at handling the heat because now I spend enough time during the day, even out of the sun. I mean, it's 90, it's 90 plus degrees on my porch where I'm sitting right here right now, but yeah. I'm actually not terribly uncomfortable. I've gotten used to it. Um, you can get used to anything, but I can't get used to, but there's are but, but there's no way you can be out in the sun in this shit during the day. I don't know how anybody does it. I don't know how these, like the guys who came over the other day to, 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 to do the yard work on my house because I can't be fucking arsed to do this shit anymore. Um, like, I don't know how they did it with the weed whacker and one, you know, the, with the, you know, running the weed whacker for four hours in the fucking Florida heat. I'm like, dude, you're made of certain stuff to me. You're going to survive the shit I am. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I always walk out and bring ice water. Whenever I see like the Mexican guys outside doing the uh, doing the oh, run yeah, of the apartment, I always walk out and I'm just like I like walk up to them and they always kind of like back away from me because I'm just like beelining towards them like some weird like cult member and then I just like out of my I have like a hoodie and I'll just start like pulling out ice piles like see see I'm like please please take it but yeah I I don't I don't know if it's not re- <laughs> let's go all the way back if it's not resource scarcity. Is it anything? Is there no one in charge? Are we project- like a Starling murmuration, right? Which Starling, which Starling is is leading the pack? None of them, right? It could be. It's right. you know when the when the fungus moves up your shower curtain, it's not like it's doing it with brains. Yeah, right. Right. So, <laughs> are we watching it? Are we projecting our own need for order and patterns? Is it yeah, nothing? Yeah. Is it just? Yeah. I, I, I like to believe that I, I I've gone back and forth about, you know, I think it's people using opportunities. You know, they see opportunities and they take them and to, you know, enact plans. And then those plans fail in real time because all plans fail in real time. because no plan, you know, so there's no battle contact plan with the enemy. Yeah. It survives contact with the enemy. And then, you know, they react in real time and it, talking about the people who are enacting these plans, as I said earlier, they're a bunch of IQ 105 midwits. They don't have any ability to, to, to improvise in real time. And so, you know, Klaus Schwab isn't nearly as smart as he thinks he is. No. He's not nearly as smart as the three people in this, in, in the, on this podcast, on any one of us. No less the collective intelligence of the three of us. And no matter who he, no matter what certified smart people he puts around him. And I wouldn't doubt for a, for a minute that Yuval Harari is a very smart guy. You know, sure. on the IQ test, I also think that you know that he's easily countered because he's not that smart. Because you may be the smartest guy in the room, 
but you're not smarter than the room. True. Wisdom of crowds. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're a far better neural network computer of prices and incentives and and reactions and actions and reactions than these people will ever be. They're they're reacting the data. I mean, this in, in this in raw terms, they're reacting the data in in you know with a massive lag, even if they could map it all in real time. Yeah. There's and a... people are like elect and people are like electrons. They don't like being they don't like being observed because when they're observed, then they do the wrong they, they, You know, you can either know how fast they're going or, or where they are, but you can't know both. It's like when you're driving on the highway, just fine, not thinking about anything. And also you see a cop car behind you and you fucking forget how to drive. And you're like, am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? Do I look shit faced? And like reality is like cops not paying attention to you. He's fucking jerking off and driving around and not looking at you. You're not giving a shit about you. Right? Speaking of, of cops, Dave, I want to hear your thoughts. What do you think Uvalde was? And so as not to fucking get Alex Jones rabbit hole and start questioning school shootings. I just I want- can't an- I can't answer that question without going down that rabbit hole. All right, well then let's go down the rabbit hole because it seems very, very fucking odd that they sat outside for seventy-seven minutes and now there's cameras, there's now frames uh released of them because they lied and said that they tried to get in with the janitor's key, and now it's coming out that they were in there an hour prior with ballistic shields what in um, the fuck so the, is going on so the simple arguments that um i might have told tom this might have told tommy this too um I, I was on a bunch of zoom calls with an nsa guy and, and he said don't name a specific name because then people could say oh okay bill gates is evil now i get to stop thinking right okay. and so so that's important not to come up with a simple explanation Okay. It then allows you to say, okay, my work here is done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what I can tell you is everything I know about human nature says, and everything I know about cops, some percentage of those cops had to be ex-military, right? I think, I think I, I don't know what percentage, but it's not zero. Probably. Um, almost all those cops probably had kids. And so it, it, it's, it's not just... How do you explain it? It's just I find it impossible to. It's like if someone said uh, I flew to Mars by flapping my arms. I go, okay, right. Um, I don't believe that that uh, that one of the standard answers is they're cowards. I don't believe it. Yeah, Uh, I I think I think no one's a coward when they get put in that situation. In the sense that, in the sense that you find you find your inner self somehow. Right now, maybe not all of them, but there were something like 20 of them. So, but so at least you one, at least one. And then others would have followed. Right. So so I don't think you could be standing in the school hearing the gunshots. It is beyond my my most vivid imagination that there wouldn't be a single guy who wouldn't just say, fuck it, I'm going. Period. Yeah. I, I would say 18 fuck out of all. 20, 18 out of 20 independently would have done it. Fire in my me. Opinion. I'm going in. Fire yeah. me! I'm going in, and they say, "Shoot I, me!" I, I I wouldn't need a goddamn bullet shield if I had a pocket knife on me. I'd like to think I'd go in and at least try to, you know, put it in the guy's neck or something, right? You would certainly not be standing at the far end of the school with the shots off in the distance firing away. You'd be at the door. You'd be you. There's just so many. So I, the whole thing looks wrong. 
Yeah. Now, I, I don't know how wrong and why. I don't have a good view. There's the woman who ran the school, got her own kids out. You know, that why they wouldn't be doing that. Anyone knows there's a shooter in the school. Three quarters of the school could be evacuated in a heartbeat because he can't cover the whole school, right? Right. And so there's just nothing about this story that makes sense. And so the question is, what is it? And, and first and foremost, I think somehow someone's duping us. Sure. That's yeah. And, Nothing and, else passes the smell test. And so then it gets to the question, um, and I haven't done this, and you get in trouble for even considering doing this. But I, I haven't checked all the names of all the kids to see if they're real. I, I you know, this gets back to the Sandy Hook. How do you get fired fast? Sure. You say Sandy Hook was fake. Sure. Right. But this thing is just dead. Sandy Hook was nowhere near as fake looking as this thing to me. Right. Because yeah. I don't believe you could take. 20 cops and have them. I, I don't believe you, the parents wouldn't just rush the fucking school. I, I, there's just some I, the parents were being held back. I get that part. But the, the cops 60 minutes of gunfire. 77. Whatever. An hour. And they're just standing there. And now if it really is a legitimate story, then it shows you how ossified the entire police establishment has become. But I don't even buy that model. That's too simple. That's one of those simple ones. You say, okay, now we're done. We have to de I know too many cops, Dave. I know, I know too many cops. I know too many men. Yeah, well, that too. But I know too many cops who are real, who are good men. Right. That would not have done this. And I you even know, even if they knew they were going to die, that's that's yeah. You know, that's part. It, I mean, that's so, part so, of what that, that that's part of what they signed up for, and they knew that when they. When they went when they went to the police academy. But you could take ten guys out of the you could take twenty teachers, male teachers, if they had weapons on them, they'd be going in there. And so right. so so there's this there's this this maxim that says um that says uh you know circumstance doesn't create heroes, it, it reveals them. Right. And, yeah. and conflict doesn't think, create character, it reveals it. It's first rule of screenwriting. Right. And I think I think the average guy has the character to go in there and do it. I, I think the average guy has the character to do it. They mm-hmm. sure as hell wouldn't have been standing there as a group twiddling their thumbs. So I, I don't know. And certainly you get three or four of them together who, even if they individually don't have the character, yeah. they're right. going to make each other. And, and as you like, said, some, the right, chief gonna, of police could be standing there. And one guy's going to say, I don't care. I'm going in. You can stand yeah. here and explain to the, to the fucking press why we, you didn't go in. I mean, we saw it on nine 11. How many firefighters looked right. up a quarter of a mile and said, I'm going, we're going. I know I'm not right. coming down. Right. Well, they didn't know they were not coming down, but they uh, they sure as hell not went just, up not without just the hesitating. firirefighters, the cops, the, the, the police, the EMTs, the have, priest. You got, I, my, you got it. My cousin was was NY is was is ex NYPD emergency services. The, the office he worker, lost friends. The office did worker. you see? On, by on, the, on the way, quick diver. Did you see the documentary, The Great Manhattan Boat Lift? No, hmm. but I know about it. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, Write yeah. it down. No, Write not. It down. Yeah, I know about it. Listeners, you got to watch it. It's an amazingly cool story. And there might be, you know, civilian glamorized people. Oh, it was just a spontaneous response. To but, even there, but even that is a perfect example. Exactly. People exactly. Up. The guys just said, I'm turning my boat around. I'm going to fucking Manhattan because they need they need me now. Right. These it's are just saying, well, we see it here in the south. We have the Cajun Navy. The Cajun Navy. I've written about the Cajun Navy. Yeah, so have I. I mean, so have I. The Cajun Navy, like. I I people, we're not waiting for FEMA. We're not waiting no. for FEMA. I, I, I can tell you that I was at Libertarian Party conventions, state conventions in Florida. I know people who are members of the Cajun Navy who organized 
um, who organized food and, and, and water drops and everything else and were actively subverting the, both the Coast Guard and running smuggling past the Coast Guard, FEMA, and the That's FBI right. and the cops to get supplies and get people in and out of New Orleans during uh, after Katrina. Like, is this the shit? The, and then the guys? Cajun Navy came out in spades when Houston got hit about a year later. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just saw last summer how many. And, you know, these guys, guys in their fucking bass boats, they just they didn't even think about it. They just go. Right. Yeah. How many, instinct. How instinct. many ex-military guys last summer went across the fucking world to Kabul? Right. In, dire- in the direct face of the State Department. So then the quest and, and they weren't working on adrenaline. These guys should have been working on adrenaline. Oh, I know. I could go, by the way, silent because we got a storm coming in and I could lose Internet. So if I go, it's um, so so it doesn't make sense. It does. Yeah. Well, that too. Um, Big convenient storm when Uvalde comes up, Dave. Yeah, I know. Very convenient thundercloud. I I think I've already blown it. Uh, So I I think it's uh, the ship has sailed. So then the question is, what is it? Hi, puppy. Yeah. No. So that. So that's what I did is like. So let's zoom out and just look at what it is. It doesn't make sense as a as devil's advocate. Now it doesn't make sense as a false flag because you go what 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 do what do all the shootings always you know what are they supposed to be reasons for disarmament right it makes sense a tyrannical government or reasons to fight okay yeah and that's the second one is so what does this show all this showed from just a black and white hundred thousand foot view is you can't count on the cops means that you have to be armed absolutely or it's to make you hate the cops, this would be like 4D chess, gets you to back the idea of di- disarming or defunding the cops, which causes chaos. And then we beg for the federal government to come in with a federal police force. But I don't uh, think yeah, they're that it's smart. Absolute, it's absolutely that. Oh, so I, I was watching an escape from New York the other night with my uh, with a friend of mine. <laughs> Speaking the of the cops. on this podcast, right? <laughs> What's that? The darkness on this podcast just keeps oozing. Yeah, out it just of keeps getting right. better, right? We're just so, pull so, up, so, pull so, up, terrain, so, terrain. We're just going straight down. <laughs> yeah, I was going straight down the rabbit hole, right? So I was watching Escape from New York for the 30th or 40th time the other night, but the friend of mine hadn't ever seen it. So I sat him down to watch that. I gave him the choice of that or Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch, and he chose that. And um, and by the way, Sucker Punch is a great movie. And uh, for completely different, completely opposite reasons. But I'm just sitting here watching. I said, I just, everybody, did, did anybody notice how in 1981, John Carpenter nailed the look of the future of policing in Europe and the United States? I'm vaguely remembering the movie. So go, wa- go watch okay. Escape New York again and just go watch the United States. Go listen to find clips on Where do you watch I'll- it on, by the way? Where do you watch oh, it? Oh, I own the I own that fucking thing on Blu ray. Are you kidding me? Okay. So you have, Dude, a, I have the screens around your house. You have I the have screens the, around have the, your house playing it. Okay. Now, I have this. I have the Shout Factory edition with like you know all the all. I'm gonna know, dude. I that the thing. All the great John Carpenter movies. I have all four. I have I have them all. They live. Um, Big Trouble, Little China. The they, thing. The thing. I, the I, thing. The thing. Uh, they, they, there's a comedian Ray Ray Kump who made a great point about they live. Because isn't that funny? The second you realize the whole thing's rigged, your first instinct is to go into your local bank with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> None of it's real. Yeah, well, no, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like Escape New York is is so is so fucking prescient in so many ways. The only thing it got wrong was the date. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, right. So, like, you know, it's like 
uh, yeah, no, it's 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 good stuff. Like so many things about that. Like if you haven't watched that movie, so what do you time, think it is? What do you, yeah, what, what is do the big picture that, of it? Is what's the Uvalde story? Because I have not. <laughs> oh, I, I think, I, disarmament I, I, doesn't I'm, seem to I'm make gonna, sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna default to it's an operation. I think, why? I think why? because it because it it because we are at that moment where they're accelerating every issue to try and rapidly destroy what's left of the social cohesion of the United States. They have to, okay, one of the things that Davos is really worried about right now is a sovereign debt crisis in Europe. Let's, let's, let's back up to the 50,000 foot level. What are they most, what, what keeps everybody in Europe who has any power or any money up at night? A sovereign debt crisis in Europe and all the capital fleeing. Mm-hmm. A, a collapse of the banking system, rising interest rates, rising inflation, a, a loss of political legitimacy. How do you keep capital from fleeing into the United States? Well, you project to the world that the United States is on the verge of civil fire. Yeah. It's politically, it's a mess. This is all a BBC, Sky News, fucking international news psyop. The Russians are helping. I'm not, I mean, the, the, the Chinese are helping. The Brits sure. want it done this way. Europe wants it. Everybody who would want to portray and that there's something wrong with the U.S. who would amplify that and go out of their way to create it, moments where they can amplify those things, especially in a year where the Democrats are going to get wiped out in the election, in the midterms, because the last thing they want is for a strong dollar and for the political, for any kind of political unity to start to, co- to coalesce in the United States, especially if I'm right about the Federal Reserve and the commercial banking sector saying, look, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not turning my, not turning the keys of the candy store over to a bunch of German eugenicists and kid fuckers. I ain't doing it. Like when you, you know, back to the Jordan Belfort, Gordon Gecko thing, like, yeah, we're fucking depraved, but at least we like girls. And at least we like, at least we like adult with, girls. with pubic hair, with pubic hair. Yeah. At least we hair, like women, not, yeah. Not pu- prepubescent kids, right? This is the thing. Like, I'm like not sure that's guys, true for our look leaders. At, look, at the, look at those. I'm people not sure it's go, true for our leaders. I'm not sure it's true for our leaders. Well, the the whole our leaders are. Yeah, yeah, right. They're they're uh, they're just a fucking lost cause. Those people. So the other so side, all of this, side, it, 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 this makes sense to me. The other side that went very badly was the Vegas shootings, which you know you didn't hear mentioned because they were done so poorly. Yes. Well, that one and, doesn't. And you'd be if you wanted to disarm. Sorry to interrupt. If you wanted to disarm the public and ram through gun control, that's all you would ever show. And they'd never, they never the biggest, that one. It's it's the biggest killer since Civil War. And right. No one ever. That would never. Well, get, it happened under is, Orange is, Man. Like you'd think they'd love it. No, no. The problem is they blew it so badly yeah. that they've got to keep it from getting talked about. So, right so, for, so for the reader, I wrote about it. I, I was really I thought I did the best write about it. And sometime just recently, one, maybe two documentaries came out. I could have been watching the same documentary, didn't know it. Uh, to talk about it, I only got about 10 percent of the story. I mean, it's a messed up story. It is a messed up from head to toe. This yeah, is one of these things where where you go and no sane person could watch this and say. And I, I like this one little tiny nugget. The little tiny nugget is a CBS News article that said uh, that said his his hard drive for his laptop was missing. And I'm going, and, and what I said was, at usual column esque. I said, "Oh, don't you hate it when you do that, right?" And um, 
And then they said, but this is not that weird. They mentioned about five major shootings. They said their hard drives are missing, too. And I go, and we're supposed to feel better about this, that all the shooters hard drives are disappearing. And so the, the bottom line with the Vegas shooting is they they blew it horrifically and they killed so many people. They shot so many people, but that but they left so many footprints. I think they've gotten sloppy in that I think they used to put in, like, take, for example, a Kennedy shooting or something. I think they tried to dot the I's and cross the T's. I get this feeling now that they just say, look, we'll clean it up in the media. The Kennedy, the Kennedy assassination was mm-hmm. a book report you actually put the work into. You read the book. Right. You had a rough draft. You had the teacher yeah. run it over. Uvalde, Vegas, that's you wake up at 5 a.m. And you're like, so someone had to have this. told She's like, fight the fucking fight. Yeah. Someone had to have told why, the cops. Why, why Uvalde, Texas? In. Because Matthew McConaughey is from Uvalde, Texas. I think that would be. I think that's probably something in the post they used. I, I don't. No, remember. I don't. I. I would say if they have to pick one, no, because they would have. They would have picked the town years ago. Just like well, you they know picked, the story. Just like they picked I, Broward County for um for the Florida one, whatever. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the school, right? You know, the story behind Uvalde, which I went back and I found it and I double checked it, is that four years ago, two eighth graders were arrested for scheming to create a mass killing their senior year. Wasn't Uvalde also puts- involved with some weird DARPA AI program for tracking potential school shooters? I don't know about that, but I'll look that up right now. Uh, How about this, Tommy? Wouldn't surprise me in the fucking elite. Sorry to interrupt. That's the problem. That's the problem. The other problem is that once you've gone down one of these rabbit holes and found the monster, right? Once you find one, you say, look, I I can't get around this. Whether it's uh, whether it's Pearl Harbor, whether it's Kennedy, whether it's uh, whether it's uh, 9-11, no matter what. Once you found one, you realize you cannot summarily dismiss yeah. anything. Yeah. No. Uvalde School District was involved in a DARPA AI program that monitored <laughs> social media uh, aimed at students to identify threats. Oh, so <laughs> so this was a cleanup operation then of all the kids that were in that program. Maybe. I don't. I mean, never let an opportunity go to waste. Hey, we can create a mass shooting at the same time and, and ramp their gun control. I mean, you can't fucking make that up. It's like the twofer. Like, like what happened? Well, they sat outside for 77 minutes. Well, that's weird. And they were like arresting parents that tried to go in. That's even weirder. Well, they said the janitor's keys didn't let them get inside. Well, no, actually, security camera footage now shows that they actually the were open with ballistic uh, shields. Well, that's weird, too. Well, what else happened? Well, hear me out. Sit If someone had told me that there was a shooting and that they waited to get in the building for the key. I would have said you're lying. Yeah, shut yeah. the fucking That's door open. Kick it. You have smash a window. Like that, you have to get battering rams. Like you can batter down the fucking door of a. Have the shooter uh, get uh, of the raw of the of the door? Did the shooter person. use? And then there's a story about the teacher who propped the door, and then they had footage showing she didn't prop the door, and there's all sorts of crazy. So this is another one of these things where I think it's going to go away because because the, the messes are are too sloppy. I don't know. And then the question is, what's going on? And I just I, it, it's got to be let's keep everyone fighting. Let's keep everything yeah. dis, disoriented. It's got to be that. But, the, but the question is, how do you get how do you get 20 cops to stand there? Yeah. And none of them have commit suicide, unlike the January 6th cops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tommy, wait, 
dude, you don't understand. It's too early. They will all commit. They, they will all die of mysterious circumstances in about three months. You know, do you remember how many people yeah. died of mysterious circumstances after the Vegas shootings? A lot. There's about 13 or something. Huh? 13 people out of 20,000 at the, at the, at, at the rock concert died for various, you know, one's a car accident, one's this, one's that. You go 13? Really? I like to sit in football stadiums and sit there and look at the crowd and say, okay, how many people getting laid tonight out of this crowd? You know, I like to think of statistics, right? <laughs> Who's going to die within a week, right? Yeah, just yeah. dumbass things, just trying to think of statistics. What I can tell you is 13 out of 20,000 doesn't make sense. No. Right. So then no. again. So what so, was it? Well, is it possible the footage of the cops wasn't even on that day? Yeah. Maybe. Right. But if, if it like wasn't, that. would you not have those cops coming out and going, that's bullshit. That's not from today. Because the I, cops are know, getting I, heat. Look, and, at the end of the day, the cops all have families. Yeah. Yeah. How did they? So guess what? Your, your cops are really die. good at, 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 at the code of silence. If their families are, especially if their families are threatened. Sure. Yeah. That's look, not... I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, look, I'm the child of a cop. I, I know the code of silence. I've seen it in real time. I know very little of what my dad did as NYPD. Okay. And I know that, that there gets to I, the 25. If 25 kids got murdered, that code of silence, I would. Think yeah, I know. Right now. now I know. I agree with, no, I agree with you. Dave. And I, I also know that, you know, I, I also know that the, the average man in that position, but if they're, if their family, their family is from the, uh, from the federal government, you know, it's going to take a lot for that to come out. And to be honest, and the, and the reality is, is that in today's environment, any quote unquote whistleblower could easily be destroyed mm-hmm. by the media. Destroy without killing them. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, 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 it's a matter of that's, this is, this is the, the thing. They nuts and sluts the matter of fucking existence. Okay. I mean, dead serious. Like this is, you know, like as, as, uh, as cynical as we like, we like to think we are, we're not even close to the people who are actually doing this shit. Yeah. And right. the, you could kind of even give the cops their own for their own mental peace, even if they didn't believe it. You, you would say, you know, you threaten their family and you'd say, you know, this is for national security. And if you're a cop, you might be going, you might not even question why is it for national security? You might just go, fuck it. That's what I can tell my family. And that's why I'm staying silent. And that's why I can it's sort of like when, when Darth Vader sort of looks at you, you go, okay, I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing, the other thing is, is that these guys, these guys are, are like the amount of stress that they swallow, the amount of pain and hurt. And right. the, 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 they all have a, a fundamental level, some kind of PTSD. Sure. Right. And um, so they've already been brainwashed to some levels. The point. And, you know, I mean, no, they're all guys going to like, it's not even brainwashed. They're just like, like they already know how to live with this. And they also know how to not, eventually they will not be able to live with it. Right. And they will either drink themselves to death, smoke themselves to death, not seek any help because they're men. They won't seek psychological help. They won't even talk to anybody about it. Like it's the, re- that's the reality. And you know, I, I, and it's a sad thing. Death and, and despair. You know, it, it is what it is. And it's, it's speak what we have to do in talking about this is remind ourselves that that's the situation. Going to the bottom of the, of the quote unquote conspiracy, I think that's a given. 
obviously there's enough questions here that anybody with three brain cells to rub together to make a spark knows that there's something fucking wrong about evolving. What I'm actually more and, worried about. And if they hadn't is, paused for 77 minutes, this would be a standard shooting. Right. Yeah. 77 right. minutes. The 77 minutes. It's like the 18 minutes missing from Nixon's tapes or something. Right. The 77 minutes just is inexplainable by any. And, and everyone who hates cops just likes to say, see how bad the cops are. I go, no, this is not. It. This is not about the cops. Now, and you have to realize cops. that those men have been put in an impossible situation. Their families are going to. They, they themselves are going to spiral down. Their families are going to are, are going to implode. Even if we're wrong, even if we're dead wrong and it just played out this badly. Right. Based on just bad judgment, their lives are going to spiral down. Well, and I mean, yes, if you're a cop and you're exactly. and you're going, they threatened my family. I mean, you probably don't have a hard time believing going, well, if the power's pulling these strings, just sacrifice these kids like it was just another Tuesday. Right. They certainly wouldn't mind wiping mine out. And maybe they're just going, hey, they look at us and they go, hey, fuck off, you podcasting losers. Like, I'm taking care of, I'm taking care of my Oh, own. absolutely. Well, absolutely. you know, if the CIA knocked on your absolutely. doors and said, look, here's I'd the shut deal. Shut the fuck up. This is, take down the and this is exactly why done. I wanted to bring this point. This is why here, I wanted to bring here, this take up. Take my microphone. Take my microphone from me. Here you go. I'm turning in my well, badge. My, my point is, is let's, you know, let's leave them out of it sure. at, at the end of the day because of the potential ramifications here. Not to say that, not to absolve them of this or anything else. You know, characters is, uh, you know. Is revealed sure. by a conflict and all. But I don't things. think that's a character flaw, though. I think I don't. I don't either. Something, exactly. There's something more to it. You can't. You can't have twenty character flaws simultaneously like that showing up, right. standing there for seventy minutes, seventy-seven minutes, um, uh, with no one re- reaching into their primal instinct and saying, "This is what you do." And when, supposedly yeah. one of them, their kid died. Now that could be just let's add some juice to the story, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's already enough juice to the story, but you know. It, it, what we have to realize, and the takeaway from all of this is that. By the way, going home, going home right. to your wife, having to fess up to her that you stood there while your daughter got killed. You want to talk about you? It, it's bad enough when you come home and you've re, you, you left the toilet seat up, right? I mean, yeah. this 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 would be. Yeah, this you know, is. Uh, the the, the uh, that's point, why he wouldn't have stood there. That's why he wouldn't have stood there. I the idea that a guy stood there for seven seven He'd minutes with his daughter in the school dead than face your wife. He would go in there buck naked with a toothpick to fight the guy. Right? I mean, it's just what what you know. What I'm thinking here is that it, ultimately the, the the takeaway from this is that the institutions are failing. They want us to be outraged at the at the at the at the at the institutional failure and blame the cops as opposed to the circumstances that led to the situation, which was if this is an operation, then the cynical fuckers who pulled who did this and quote unquote and shot those and, and created the circumstances to have those 20 kids get shot and 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 everything we, we know about the story that is actually true, which it isn't. Um well, let me ask you. It tells us what we need to do. If which you had is to bet that, your life, were there twenty? Are there twenty-five dead kids? If you had to bet your life, are there or are there not twenty-five dead kids? There's a sort of a basal question. No. Okay. So you, and there weren't so, and there weren't twenty cops standing outside the the building for for seventy-seven minutes either. So you think somehow the whole thing was so they're doing their homework better than I thought. 
<laughs> they can pull that off, right? I, it's unlawful. Because, uh, because, no, because as we've already established, there's no freaking way that the people that were involved, he that were supposedly be. there, would have done that for that long. So when it seems impossible, then it's probably not true, right? Right. So we have to, we have to assume that all of these impossible things that they're telling us don't compute. Can't be, the differential yeah. equations don't solve. We don't have an answer. Like, we're done. So now you the need a new model. Is, you need a what? new model. Yeah. Now you need now we we as people need to realize this. Stop falling for the stop falling for the bullshit. Stop getting lost down the rabbit holes of the uh, of the of the details. It's part of the reason why I didn't even spend five minutes thinking about this other than, oh, look, so they're, they're, they're shoving another thing down our throats. What what is this actually for? What does this actually accomplish? And what is the real takeaway for? And it's another one like this morning. Biden made a big deal this morning on the eve of the G7 conference this morning to come out and say, we're putting sanctions on the G7 countries are not allowed to buy Russian gold anymore. Well, this is really simple as to what? Like, well, like who gives a shit? It's, it's gold. Right. Aside from the fact that you're sanctioning the periodic table at this point, right, <laughs> which is dumb. The, the idea that... The so idea the chemist that, have a real problem with it, right? Yeah, because there's two chemists in the room, by the way. Your, your book actually is not So... Aside from the fact that that's dumb, what does this actually mean? Well, it's very obvious. Three days ago, it came out that Switzerland was buying a whole bunch of Russian gold. Why? Why would Switzerland, one of the biggest gold refiners in the world, for who? The LBMA, which is where most of the Swiss gold that gets refined goes to. The LBMA is the Swiss refiner's biggest customer. When the LBMA is getting drained of all of its gold, there is no gold. I mean, they don't have any gold. The Comex, Crimex, Gold, the GLD ETF story is falling apart. There is no right. gold within that system. It's going to collapse soon. They've suppressed the price of gold $1,820 an ounce. And what, what's, what's Davos doing? Davos now wants the price of gold to rise because that's the only way they can help repair the ECB's balance sheet as, as rates start to rise because the ECB marks its gold to market as opposed to the Fed, which marks it at 42.22 an ounce. So, so if, said, gold oh, went up, if gold went up 10X, it would wipe out a lot of debt. It would wipe out an awful lot of debt. It would wipe out. It would say it would be, it, it would save the ECB at least in the short term. It would it would do a lot of things. And so why also, is why is it when is when is it going to get released to the wild? When's the price of gold going to get discovered? Let me finish my other. Let me let's just let's, let me finish the original point, which is that this is Davos trying to raise the price of gold against the Federal Reserve, who is raising interest rates and helping to suppress the price of gold, which is why they, which is part of the reason why Basel III got delayed on implementation and all the rest of it, because there's a fundamental disconnect between the implementation of Basel III, which advances, which supports the ECB versus the Federal Reserve. So like, why is Biden doing this? Well, it's clearly because Biden works for Davos and Davos is trying to raise the price of gold. That's what this is about. It has nothing to do with the war. It has nothing to do with the denying Putin tens of billions of dollars of gold sales. Like there isn't gold demand. Like there isn't every other central bank in the world isn't buying gold right now. And they'll be what happy to buy what, what, what probability do you put in, put on the idea that Putin's working with us rather than against us? With, with who? This, with, the, with the WEF? With the, the West. With the West. They're, they're, I think they're, this I think whole thing is kabuki theater. No, I don't buy. I don't buy that at all. You think, I think this Putin really is on the a, one side, the Fed and the, and the commercial so banks. This is Putin China. This is Putin China versus the West. This is Putin and China versus and the Federal Reserve and the commercial banks versus the versus Davos. 
That's what I okay, see. That, to, say, to actually save civilization. So most people, people don't. Most people don't carve the Federal Reserve away from Davos. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I know. You, so and in the last year. Yeah, and it's very clear. I think you and I talked about this a little bit, haven't we, Dave? That I, I really do see that the Fed is aggressively raising interest rates to break the euro dollar markets and to break the ECB and to and to force a political and economic crisis onto Europe in order to save the commercial banking system and to delay the implementation of central bank digital currencies. Well, so so that's the thing. The black swan in the marketplace to me is one of two things. Either, either Powell grew a pair when no one saw it coming, or, which I think would be your model, and or Powell didn't grow a pair, but he discovers he has no control over the system once he decides to try to save it again, that this time he can't save it. I think it's more the former than the latter. And I think that Powell was trying to save the system as way back as early as in 2018 with the implementation of SOFR. Right. Okay. I, I really do think that if you map everything out, that the commercial banking interests in the United States, and then there's, there's Davos affiliated commercial banks, both uh, maybe not right. even maybe not to us as Citibank, but certainly um, uh, certainly Bofa and BlackRock and Vanguard and, and those guys, and then there's J.P. Morgan to a lesser extent. Goldman, I think, is finally on board. And now, interestingly enough, I, rem- I was watching Martin Armstrong on Talisay's Gold Radio last night, and he reminded me that it was Citibank in August of 2019, which finally stopped repoing, which finally stopped taking all European debt as collateral. For repo contracts. Now, J.P. Morgan had already done that at the beginning of the year, right? Well, it was also and, August of 2019 that BlackRock told Powell he had to go direct. Mm-hmm. He had to shove money into the retail part of the banking system. Yep. I'm so, I'm, I'm so, not sure how you affiliate the different banks with the different teams. That's the part. Well, that it's, I, it's, I'm it's struggling who, with. It's who, it's who backs it's who backs the the Davos agenda or not. And I think that, you know, the, look, for the so last credit year, Swiss Nomura would bank the Davos agenda then. What's that? Credit, uh, credit, oh, credit Swiss, Swiss Nomura, uh, Nomura. Yeah, absolutely. They, well, the curious thing is those are the guys who ate it when Huang lost it. And Goldman was on the other side of that trade, which therefore puts Goldman with the other team. Yep. But Nomura, Credit, credit Suisse, um, and a couple of others. Um, but the way, and look at Jamie Dimon. Look at the look at the state. Look at the statements that have come out of Jamie Dimon in the last in the last month. He's been There's a hurricane coming, folks. Apocalyptic. Yes. Diamond is, Diamond is Diamond is doesn't look like he'd be easily switched to a new world order. No, 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 no. That 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 disagreeable Greek motherfucker is not turning his is not turning J.P. Morgan over to a bunch of German eugenicists. Yeah, right. He wants the like, yacht. I'm and sorry, the but old enmities between European tribes matter. And no fucking right. way does that Greek motherfucker turn over J.P. Morgan to a bunch of Greek eugenicists. Uh, Especially since he already took the, the Greeks' money back in whenever. Okay, I'm gonna, was, I'm right? gonna tell. Let me, okay, so we've already gone down this rabbit hole. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me describe to you how much the Greeks and the Germans hate each other. I have a, I have a friend of mine whose dad was. I just heard this recently. It's hilarious. He said, he used to say, you know, talking about Greek and German philosophers. He's like, you fucking German philosophers, you fucking people. We were on our th- failing our third civilization between you, before you fucking people got out of the trees. 
Right. There's Germania. Okay, that's the, that's the difference between Greeks and Germans. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You people hadn't even come out of the trees yet. We were already on our third civilization. Fuck you. Okay. So <laughs> let's not, let's, let's just, let's, let's get down the brass tacks here. This is one of the reasons why I never really like to entertain, you know, I, I mean, I'm in that space where, you know, I have people constantly saying to me, come on, man, just name the Jew. I'm like, why? Moynihan's Irish. Diamond is Greek. This one is that. This one's French. This one's like, like none of these people are Jews. Like, it's, this is the problem. Stop it. This is a convenient meme. I mean, right. some of it's real, certainly, but it's no better than any, any other nationality. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm dealing with the Club of Rome shit here. Someone said, I, look, they're, they're human. How more insulting can I be? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so is this just at its base level? Is this human nature? Could you, can you never have a one world government because you'll always the very ruthless psychopathic uh, nature you need to get to the top is the same one that says, I'm not working with this douche. It's Larry Burden and Magic Johnson going, fuck him. It's Tom Brady and whoever going, I don't fuck that guy. I'm not playing with him. I'm the star. No, well, it's just simply, simply put cartels are metastable when you have, I mean, they're already metastable normally. And then you get a bunch of like sharks in the room together. And yeah. the minute one of the sharks decides to want to try and take out one of the other sharks, are we, are we not going to have a cage match? Right. It's a critical mass problem. You hit a threshold where it becomes metastable. Yeah, it's a bell curve. It becomes curve, existential. Like- when one group decides to try and take the other group out, this is an ex- central bank digital currencies represent an existential threat to the commercial banking interest in the United States, which is by far the most powerful lobby in the United States, fuck the military-industrial complex, fuck every, fuck everything. Nothing compares to the commercial banking interests in the United States. I'm not just talking about the New York boys here. I'm talking about regional banks. I'm talking about community banks. I'm talking about credit unions. These are the most powerful people in the United States, and these people are still capitalists in some way. But yeah, they might the like their ri- one-way There is the rising threat of the tech world. Yes. Yeah, they're the yes. new money douchebags. They're like, fuck these guys yeah. too. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. they're coming in here with their new world order and censorship. They're like, dude, we've been running this shit since Model T's were on. And the fact that Apple has got more capital than most of the banks do. Yeah. And right. could easily start a, a new financial system tomorrow. And in the technocratic world of the future, that is power. Yeah. You know, so like, I, I, I can't, I can see them like they control the Federal Reserve. Everybody. So they're going to use the Fed. It's a weapon to them, it's, a, it's, a, it's an asset. Why wouldn't they deploy it to its maximal advantage while it still has power? Why wait another five years? This is the big one right here. Oh, look at him. Let me bring up a trivial. Let me bring up a trivial example of this kind of crap Mm. to see what I'm missing. And that is the Patriot Front. Oh, my God. The Patriot Front. Those guys who are clearly military like fucking feds. Those are feds. Those are feds like like there's no tomorrow. Right. Through and through. So then, then what happens is I, I picked up a few of the of the the failed scam, right? So first of all, they can't not walk in in order. They they, they military guys can't walk along without being in lockstep with yeah. each other. They cover their faces. They're all in shape. There's no paunches. There's no nothing. They right? all have the same so, BMI. That's right. And 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 there's there's scenes. And they all wear the same sunglasses them, and they have the same yeah, exactly. In fact, the soles of their boots are the same and everything like that. And then all of a sudden there's pictures of them. I go, wait a minute. 
They've got these guys handcuffed. They still have their backpacks on. Yeah, bullshit. Now, if these guys were dangerous pipe bombers, would you leave them with their backpacks on? They no. All, FYI, they're all wearing the same military watches. That's right. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. And I got news for you. No fucking millennial, um, you know, no millennial insurrectionist <laughs> is wearing a fucking watch. And if he is, it's an Apple watch. Right. <laughs> give me a fucking break. Like, give me this. Oh, God, it's so bad. Like, they all shop at the same <laughs> store. I know. I know. But it's almost like it's a satire. It is. That's kind of what I think is. I think it's almost like hyper normalization. I think it's right. so clearly a fed op that they're almost just look like, hey, look, we know you know that we know you know it's a fed op. And so what are Rogan you going to do Rogan about it? Rogan and his guests were looking at it. One of them said, oh, that's the 101st Airborne right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> they walked straight out of Quantico and just, just mass produced them. So uh, yeah, the as quest- opposed to straight out of Compton, straight out of Quantico. Yeah, straight, yeah, straight, out of, <laughs> straight out of Quantico. That's the real, that's the real cue. It's so so then, then the question is, when the guy signed up for this, this seems treasonous. To they me. were voluntold. They didn't sign up for shit. They, they're agents, and they're told, this is your new operation. Voluntold. I like that. Mil- I used to call I used to say militarily volunteered. I need three guys, you, you, and you. Oh, that, that's and what he, the, the military yeah, guys would say yeah, out here. Exactly. They, they call it voluntold. I like that. Interesting. Voluntold. Well, well, that's almost as good as begmanding. Have you heard that one yet? No, that's what Zelensky's been doing. What he's been begging and demanding at the same beg time. Manding? Yeah, beg manding. That's, that's that's what Joaquin Flores calls a a, a, a Zelensky's friggin' uh, PR tour. Yeah, he begmans from the West that they give him more weapons. I mean, he's got a fucking he's he's got his own like wardrobe team. They 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 war game this. They've focus grouped it. They're like, you got to look disheveled like you did. just left a paintball match. Like that's how they have them set up to go. Yeah, and 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 he. And he and he receives heads of state. Ben Stiller's like over there taking. Oh, thank God, Ben Stiller's there. Uh, thank uh, thank God, really, Bojo's over really, there. He goes back to the. If he goes back to the United Kingdom, he's going to get lynched. It's never been more wag the dogish than this one. No, never, never. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in years, but goddamn, I watched it once. I didn't even laugh, not once, because I was well, like, "That's true, that's true, could that's be- true." Could it be possible? I cried a lot watching that movie, actually. Could it be possible, Uvalde, that they went in there and they did go in just like nuts out, like, let's do this. And they went in there and they shot the first kid they saw. And they just, and some little kids laying there with a bull cut, they're going, Jesus fuck Christ. And they're all outside and they're terrified. And they're going, maybe he'll just get swept up with the rest of the deaths. I think the shooters, a lot of them, are deeply troubled teens who have been commandeered. Of course, that, they've MK been plucked off the internet. Yeah, yeah. Ted Kaczynski is one of the most famous graduates yeah. of the program. Um, Sidney Gottlieb's book, Poisoner and Chief. The other thing, the other thing is, when the guy came out, he he went on his knees and put his hands up like this. He it was so orchestrated. No, they his, thought they killed him. No, the shooter, Uvalde. I think they caught him. No, I thought he died. The Border Patrol guy went in there and killed him. That's right. Oh, that's right. What there was the border, there's yeah, the border marking on I'm thinking of the top, maybe the guy in tops, maybe. The guy uh, in tops came out and put his hands behind his head, went to his knees. So, what, going, the, if you're gonna, so, is, the, so is the Border Patrol guy, is he just the, he's just the guy who wandered on set? Or, well, 
<laughs> he could have. He could have been a. Well, apparently, yeah. Well, apparently, his kid was in there, and he was That's a coin toss. That's yeah, and he toss. was nearby, and he was allegedly he was at the barber shop, and he heard all the gunshots. I guess it was across the street. And the barber, and he's like, my daughter's in there. And the barber's like, take my, that's, that actually is absurd as that seems to me, that seems more believable. Yeah, just two guys go and go for it. I want to believe that. There's like, I want to believe the guys on, on United 93 coming to the plane. Sure. I want to believe that. But I don't. Yeah. I don't. I fucking don't. I don't. No, it's not. So I think the problem is what that border patrol guy showed is what we think the other 20 should have showed. Yes. Which is why I. It's kind of believable that it was that the border patrol. Yeah, he was just the guy who wanted us because he was just a dude that's like, yo, what's going on in there? Just you can't go in there. Fuck off, shoot me, or going in there. He just goes with a shotgun and murks him. Come on, guys. He didn't see the cue card. Yeah, he didn't see the fucking. (laughs) Yeah, the the director's yelling cut, and he's like, the the fucking on the dolly track. Yeah, I'm sorry, can't hear. Yeah, that guy fucked it all up. I don't. I don't. I think it's. I, on the other hand, it had to end. So it had to, end, yeah, it had to end. Well, and on so, the other hand, the guy who was actually did the shooting, supposedly, is now dead. Well, yeah, he's gone. Right. So again, well, is this? So, so you got to watch the documentary on Vegas. You really have to watch the Vegas documentary. All right. Um, it, it's just extraordinary. It, the things. Just that, do me a favor, Dave. I either put it in put chat or send me an email or whatever. So I know. I'll put it up on Twitter and I'll tag you guys. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. It doesn't make sense though, because this again, from a hundred thousand foot view, this does it's positive light on a border patrol agent, and aren't we supposed to dissolve the borders? So again, it doesn't make sense. It it does make right. a. It, that's where it gets weird. Is it's not for disarmament. It says you can't bet you can't trust the cops, and it's also saying, hey, border patrol's good. These are not like dabble. I know. One second matter. The police are minutes away, or in this case, seventy-seven minutes away. <laughs> yeah. 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 They'll, they'll they'll watch. They'll they'll film it on their body cams so you can get life insurance policies. But I don't. It doesn't make sense. I, no, no, never. Unless noticed. unless this is a psyop of a warring faction against the Davos group. They're saying, "Hey, everybody, arm up." Well, the other thing you don't know is, let's say there's teams. So, for example, like the trivial case where someone p- paints a swastika. And you go, that's probably a lefty, right? Yeah. All probability, the swastika came from a lefty who's trying to stir, stir up. And he's just right? supporting the Azimuth. Right. So oh, here's what I want to ask you. Slava Ukraine. Um, <laughs> uh, the timing of Roe v. Wade seems suspicious to me. Yeah. Of that plays into their just, they want everyone the, to fight. The, the Supreme Court could have said, you know, let's let's stay away from that one for now. Well, well they might have said, hey, I, I, have apparently the, the way apparently I, I, I ran that same scenario and and I was I, I was um I was scolded by my by my partner Dexter White. He's like, no, this was actually on the court docket. They don't really have You're, a lot of really your partner's name is Dexter White. Yeah, you know that. I I, I did, but then I remember you know, Harry Dexter White, you right. know, right. right, the the uh the Battle of Bretton Woods, blah blah right. blah. Okay. But um that uh that yeah, he brought that up to me. He said, "Look, this is the court doesn't actually have much control over this. It's the way the courts, it's the way the court schedule works. It's, it was coming up this year, no matter what. Was, they couldn't get around it. So, um, well, when did he get put on the docket, though? I I don't know the the details. I just remember him making the arguments to me as to why, and that was that. Uh, no, and, no, but the point being is that the docket is say three years. That that's a blink of an eye for these guys. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I." 
I'm just going by someone who follows the court far close, far more closely than I do, and the inner workings of the court and how the yeah. court out, actually operates. He, he said, uh, his, in his opinion, this was this was coming down no matter what. That the way this <laughs> the, the that this particular case was going to come down, just like the New York case, like this is why Ubaldi, this is why Buffalo. It was about the it was about the gun control, uh, striking down gun control, uh, the the concealed carry laws in the in the blue states. And they wanted to spin. Look, the Democrats are desperate for something to hang their head on, for to, think, to run on this fall. They don't have anything. I think. I think well, but, this is the equivalent of and, like the- and and every one of these incidents, by the way, and every one of these court cases and these incidents further my argument that the Fed and the commercial banks are off the Democrats' train, and because they need to fundraise on something, because the banks aren't giving them any money. It's it's kind of like the whole the whole, you know, project for a new American century, right? Like right before 9-11, absent a new Pearl Harbor, we can't blah, blah, blah. It almost seems like, let's say you're the, the Democrat mastermind, whatever, you're at the head table with the cigars and the whatever. And you're going, we certainly can't, Tom's there, we certainly can't bank on our, our extraordinary economy or our vaccine mandates, our censorship, our open border, or giving all of our money to Ukraine and the disaster in Kabul. We got to have something that gets to the visceral heart because logic, we cannot deny the logic that we're raping the economy to death. What can we do? No more abortions. And all of a sudden you have the lefties frothing at the mouth and they can now go, I don't care about my gas bill. I don't care that a chicken breast costs a thousand dollars. We have to fight the evil white fascist Christians. It might we be have to, false flag we have on to, yourself. We have to fight. We have to fight evil men. We got. Yeah, we got to do this. Look, at they just passed uh, a, a concealed carry and they're getting rid of abortion. Hey, forget the economy. We got to rise up this summer and we stop have to, the red we wave. Have to, we have to rise up and stop this rampant individualism or or, or it could or it could get bad for us. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. typical fucking. Oh, but that, here's the problem I'm having with this model. And that is, is is a stirred up model. It's fine. Implicit in what I'm hearing in the language is that it's kind of like a good guys, bad guys, where the lefties are the bad guys. The, the stories we've been talking about for an hour and a half now are they're they're all bad guys. Oh, no, no, no. no I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's good versus bad. I just mean faction okay. versus faction. So they needed the They needed, but I don't think it's the Democrats needing something. I think what it is is that they needed the fight to be more fair. So the, the Democrats had lost so much ground. Yeah. All of a sudden, there, there wasn't a fight. They're giving them a good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 again, so so this they're, is they're the, trying this to is balance trying, up the power. Yeah, okay. this is them trying to the get power. back to only losing 40 seats in the House. Yeah. But I don't think that, but, but, right. So I think they want, but, but, but it's not about Democrats needing Democrat seats. It's about the power structure needing mm-hmm. equal proportions of seats. Because the, the, the last thing they're going to have is, the, the last thing they want is... A, is 150 Marjorie Taylor Greens, yeah, right. and Lauren Boberts. That's a lot of people to whack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of people they can't seem to bribe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what happens when you have a whole bunch of people who are not who they don't have a file on? Well, I'm not. Con- I'm not. I, by the way, I'm not convinced that she's not just part of the Kabuki theater. Right. She's the AOC of the right. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, but, you know, but again, the media likes to likes to create those people. Well, that's purpose. my point. Oh, well, so, I mean, yeah. But I mean, what I mean is that oh, I think Dan Crenshaw was that person. Yeah. And right. he got sniffed out immediately. Remember, 4chan and 8chan are far more powerful than people want to give them credit for. They're far more powerful than the CIA. 
They're, they're the, and, we, I, and we also know that since that we also know that since the Ukraine war started, that the uh, that the amount of infiltration again, um, I, I don't monitor 4chan personally, but I have people I have friends who do as to, to figure out where we're going next, because all the narratives start there and including from the FBI and the CIA and MI6 and the Mossad, they're all in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seeding this stuff immediately before it ever hits Twitter. I get to it when I because I, I, I have no I have no interest in that stuff. I mean, I do, but I have other people who monitor it for me, so I don't have to. It's, it's like the quite, it's like the autistic it's, it's like the autistic molten core. Yeah. It bubbles up. Chan is is the is the uh, the the neonatal ward of the craziness. Is that what it's, you're it's saying? It's the pluripotent <laughs> embryo. Yeah, right. it's the yeah, thing it's, that can diverge into anything. Your wildest right. dreams, a war in so Ukraine, the, uh, whatever well, the you want. Is, I always got the idea that 4chan also might be a bunch of ex folks who are out there fighting the good yeah. fight. Oh, yeah, no, it's both. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's, it's an entire, it's, it's, it's oh, it's an entire clusterfuck. It's a culture. Yeah, whenever they're really, yeah, I've never, I've, I, I don't know where to go to find 4chan. How do you find 4chan? Where, where? I've never used 4chan. But I have my friends who are always always seem to be months ahead of every. Hey, there's a war in Ukraine coming. I'm like, oh, there's fucking nigh. Like this is happening. They always and they dive in there. And I don't even. They're kind of like my translators. They go in there and they do like the deep quantum physics of like four chan autism, and they come out and they just they read to me the crystal ball. I don't know how to use it. I mean, I'm pretty yeah, off filter, but I don't know. I, how I, to I, use I have it. tried using four chan and and, and it's too it's, messy. It's, it's, it's too okay noisy. To me, but, too noisy. And, and and uh, but I'll, I'll tell you that um, um your potential. It, you're absolutely right, Tom. It is that it is the looking know glass. What they're doing, and they're very very good. And they and find the spooks, and they and they and, and the wars that go on between the between the hardcore autistes on there and the intelligence agents are epic. From one, oh, they're amazing. Yeah, they really are, and it's a whole subculture. <laughs> of everything that we do in the public sphere, but everything we do in the public sphere guys is informed by those wars. It's kind of like how, like it's kind of how like skunk works is using technology that the rest of us will get in 30 years. (laughs) 4chan's like, it's like tomorrow's today. Yeah. They're, they're in this, they have the thorium reactor of retardation and it's the the raw data. Yeah. And, 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 and the, and the fascinating part about it is that, we go from breeder reactor to Twitterati in no time flat, and they can debunk anything in almost real time. Yeah, and it's an invaluable service. Yeah, and it's invaluable service to all of us because it really does help. As long as you keep a healthy skepticism of, just start with your heuristic of they're lying to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, it's a very simple. They're lying to you. That's my heuristic. Yeah. Now, right. Now, that's now, now, now just go find the date and then the data shows up and then you're like, oh, there it is. And then if they're not lying to us, it's like, wow, for once they didn't lie. What does that it, mean? Holy shit. It, and then you go down another rabbit, 18 rabbit holes because they didn't lie for once. And then every right. once in a while you get shit like, oh, well, maybe the Fed's actually trying to save itself. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you just kind of put, start putting some stuff together. And, um, you, know, you know, but again, all of these things are their own traps. And so yeah. part of it is really important. That's, you know, I tell this to everybody all the time. I like, don't get too far down all of the data. Learn to be, as Dave and I've talked about in the previous podcast, learn to separate the signal from the noise. You got to be able to surf and, the data. And so you, and, and you can always, if you set your signal to noise threshold to a certain 
level. And then everything that pops up above that can give you a very clear signal. And everything below that is just a distraction. That will so your, deep, your, your level's deeper than mine. Mine is what I would call the zero hedge level. Yeah, well, that's part of what mine is. 90% right. of that, I'm at that level too. But right. I, I've also been, I don't know, I've been kind of doing this in that corner of the world for a while. And again, I have people who are, that delve into, um, in, into the corners of this stuff in ways that I don't. Like I have patrons all over the world. So they're, they're monitoring foreign news sources on a daily basis of shit that I could never find them on. And right. so, you know, I, I, I tell you that I, I, I give my patrons all the credit all the time. They're like, I call them my Baker Street uh, irregulars or whatever the, 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 the Sherlock Holmes, his network of spies that he had on the streets of London in order well, to- My, my email box is a dumpster fire now from people like before the Ukrainian war started. Someone emails me and says, are you aware that the- that the uh, Ukrainians in the West are shelling the Ukrainians in the East. Right. And, and, I, and I, I'm going, okay, let's just put that in the back of my brain and figure out what that means later. And then another guy said, um, what, what was it? There was something really prophetic about it. And then all of a sudden the whole, so as soon as the Ukraine war broke out, I had this sort of sense from T equal zero that the story was completely wrong. I, I, mm. I, I think uh, guys like Scott Ritter trying to tell us this, the right story. Uh, there's a guy named Colonel. I met Scott um, recently, actually, out in Houston at the Ron Paul Summit on, on foreign policy. Very interesting. Um, we had a lot. We had we had dinner. Uh, he, he uh, myself, Peter Canones and, and another guy. Uh, and we had a great chat about what was going on. And, um, you know. Scott's view on things is, you know, coming as a, as I think, you know, very much a kind of betrayed jarhead, right? He, oh, <laughs> I would never get involved. I, bath, that would not happen. Yeah, um, that's my life. Uh, Boston Terriers, that's all I got to say. Um, my, my Terrier was sitting over there very happy, very real, very reasonably. He's on a line because he kills ducklings. Um, that's why he's on the line right now. Um, but he would not, he would be over here nipping at my feet. I'd be like, ah, no. Um, we have, I have another one who would, look, who would look up and go, can I jump on your lap now, please? I'm like, no, Jenny. And then she would do it anyway. And then I throw her off. Again. What does Jenny know um, about you? But like, I, this is where the back to the, to, 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 I think we were talking about Ukraine. The, um, I, I just, to me, this is, I, I knew from the beginning that the, um, that the fog of war was going to be off the charts and it was never going to be this bad. And, right. for, and the 4chan traffic was really, really difficult for people to parse because the amount of, you know, mis and dis and malinformation that was being put out on 4chan, on 4chan as well as Telegram and everywhere else was just off the charts. And so, you know, trying to bracket for the reality was nearly impossible. Part of me, realized that almost at the beginning and just said, look, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go back to, to, to first principles and what I know well, which is this is how I see the players. This is who I think they are. And now let's see if the, let's see, and this is what I think they're going to do. If this is what I think they're going to do. And I was talking to Scott Ritter. That was the thing. And Ritter's many of Ritter's um, arguments um, are come from position of a man who's clearly been betrayed by his government. 
right as uh, it shows and he's very very angry about it and um and i that's the sense i got from him and i just bracketed and for once you know i always had some problems with some of the way he presented his his material previously on like you know and his articles on rt and whatnot i'm like yeah okay fine but once i realized that that was the situation i gave him a lot more slack from you know an emotional perspective because it's very clear that as a as a Marine, he feels completely betrayed by the way the American government has um, betrayed so for, those, for those who, who, who are confused by what we're talking about, right. the, the players you want to watch. So, 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 so I started this story being the guy, and I think I told you this last time, being the guy who, if you showed me a map, I would not be able to pick out Ukraine, right? Right. Um, you started this story 10 years ago. Um, but what helped me was the first thing I did is I, I found the guys who were telling the other side, which was impossible at first. Yes. And so it was Ritter got in Colonel Abbott or something, something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, Colonel McGregor, McGregor. And, and then, uh, John Mearsheimer, Steve yeah. Walt, um, uh, who I've been, who I've been, I've been watching them for 10 years. Yeah. So, so, um, so, so I binged Mearsheimer. I had right. already become a Putin. The word is not fan because we know he's a tough guy, but but respectful as hell of sure. what he was capable of doing. Yes. And I had already binged most of his speeches. I think I've watched every speech now that's publicly available. Wow. And uh, and uh, certainly the big ones. Yeah. The and, 2007 and the key, Munich Security Conference, 2015 yes, at, yeah. the, at the at the U.N., the ones, that Mearsheimer, the ones that Mearsheimer quotes in his talks, for one mm-hmm. thing. And then, uh, and then the other thing is you have to go back. If you're going to Google stuff, you have to put a pre-January 1st filter. Yeah. Because you will get nothing but pure propaganda if you Google this now. Right. So what you do is you, you know, 2010 to 2019. Yes. And what you'll find out is that Zelensky's a, a, a miserable wretch. You'll find out that the that the coup is US based. You'll find out yep. you'll find out all the stuff you need to know. You'll find out the Azov Battalion is a bunch of Nazis. They're on civil rights watch list. They've been brawling and, and mutilating uh, other Ukrainians for years now. And now they're heroes. And so you find out the, you, you get all the entire story in a, a much less varnished form. Yes, because uh, it was in our interest, I think, to keep Ukraine under wraps in some way. So that's why the propaganda machine was telling about his evil side. Yes. Those who think that that those those freedom fighters and Azov style were the good guys have just completely it blows my mind that 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 story got sold as well as it did. Azov style was really obvious. Right. Uh, Azov style was where NATO was running the Ukraine war from. Right. France and it was also it was France, also the, the, the Americans, Nazi, Canada, the Brits. The they Nazi were all down. home base. It was the Nazi home base for ten years, and and NATO. And you know, look, Alexander Mercurius over at the Duran about two months ago, a month and a half ago. I was watching. I was watching one of their videos. And again, sometimes Alex just puts in the words something that I I felt, but I hadn't like put right. together. Like I hadn't had a chance to actually you know, write about. And what Alex pointed out was that NATO prepped Ukraine for the wrong war. Like you talked earlier about. That's exactly right. Right. It was a point I was was going to bring up earlier when you mentioned it earlier. Yes, it's World War I, not World War III. Right. They, 
they prepped, they looked at the way the Russians ran the operation in Syria, all air, all air war, supporting the Assyrian Arab army with tanks, doing maneuver warfare, blah, 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 blah. So we prepped the Ukrainian army. So NATO prepped and trained a Ukrainian army to fight with NATO weapons, with NATO battle tactics against the Russian army. NATO has failed on all three of those fronts because the Russians turned right around after the initial, after they gave, uh, they gave, they gave us a scare with what they could do with some amount of maneuver warfare up front. They, the Russians did not achieve some of their uh, many of, they achieved some goals up North and they didn't achieve others. And you can argue back and forth. Though I believe pro-Russian guys like Martanyov and the Saker and others will say it was always a faint, blah, blah, 100% of faint, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, it wasn't 100% of faint. My ass. You don't lose that many tanks. You don't lose that many men. You don't commit that, those spetsnats. That's not, that's not 100% true. It's 75% true. It's 50% true. It's a, the stretch goal was to take Ukraine. Fine. If they, it, it, but uh, to, take, you, to take Kiev, fine. But don't blow smoke up my ass. Don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining, right? Like, let's deal in reality here. The Russian army would have been very happy to decapitate Ukraine by taking Kiev if they could have and been done with it. And then they could have forced a situation, but they didn't get it. So then they felt, then they really, very well, much fell back and, and knowing full well that they were going to fight an artillery war in the Donbass, which they were uniquely prepared to fight because they knew that Ukraine was prepped to fight against an air war. Right. So it didn't matter that they failed in Kiev. Well, it also seems possible to me that they didn't plan Kiev to be a win. They might have taken it if they could. Right. That's what it's not at all. uh, Well, Ritter's argument has been, look, they threw a head fake to Kiev. Yeah, that's the... To to get the army to pull back into Kiev, whatever... To defend it, and then they could do an end run. I look. I I, I hear that argument, and I'm not. But I, I'm like, that's fine, and that's a perfectly reasonable way of of of. Uh, to me, that's Monday morning quarterback. Because right. the Belarusians had a big a fucking arm. Ar- if they, if they had taken the air air base north of Kiev, they've taken the Gostomel airport. I got news for you. That fucking forty mile column of tanks would have been marching on Kiev. They didn't take the Gostomel airport. They lost two IL. They lost at least one IL-76 full of Spetsnats who were supposed to go in and, and start, and start the, the urban warfare. It didn't happen. And they, and, and, and they rightly um, changed strategy. Like, that's what you're supposed to do in war. This is the way things work. Oh, well, we tried this camp, but it didn't work. Okay, well, this is our, this is our backup plan. And that's and there's there's no shame. In, I this is the part that bothers me about the pro-Russian side of the commentariat. There's no shame in admitting this. You right. actually don't sound like an asshole if you admit this. You actually don't sound like a shill for once. And this is what I would, I, you know, I, and I, I I didn't make that point that way to Scott. But I said, look, to me, and then and, and when I argued that way, you know, when we talked about it, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, exactly. And my problem with so much of the of the high quality um, pro-Russian commentaria, mostly from Russians, like I said, people like the Saker and Bernard over at Moon of Alabama, who happens to be German, and, and others, is this argument that the Russians can do no wrong. And I'm like, bullshit. The Russians did make mistakes in this war. They weren't fatal. 
and there's and they're obviously have learned from those mistakes and then have adjusted their their battle plan. There's no shame in admitting that. And, so that doesn't make me, and that doesn't make me a shill for the United for the U.S. And that doesn't make me a shill for NATO. Oh, by the way, which I've been accused of by many of the people in that in that community. And like, dude, I'm on your side here. I think the Russians are doing a bang up job. I'm just not going to say that they have been blameless in their execution. That's all. And I don't so think my antennas picked up on the story because normally the story wouldn't have caught my eye. But I was watching the footage and I and I kept and I drove my wife nuts and I was tweeting it, too. So it's, mm-hmm. there's a there's a written record out there. I kept saying to my wife, this does not look like a war to me. I said, where's the Saving Private Ryan footage? I said, show me a picture of a burned out car. I can't tell you if it's if it's in Ukraine or Detroit. Right. You know, and, and, and the explosions rise off in the distance where you couldn't identify what actually blew up. Huh. And and. And, and there were there, there was footage showing all this destruction. I go, you know, they keep showing the same building over and over and over, which which if you have a you know out of date factory, you might want to blow the hell up and then get some nice footage from. And and it, it turned into a war. Right. Because and I think this is this is a case that I, I think it comes from Ritter, um, the immorality of arming the Ukrainians which is a death sentence for them. Yes. It is really serious, right? So, Absolutely. so, so, so if the Russians go to take over some small country, you don't, you don't send, as Zelensky said, every last Ukrainian, I'm going, dude, that's not the right answer. No. Right. If you're going to get, if you're going to get your, if you're going to lose in the end, it's not the time to say we're going to fight to the end. It just doesn't make sense. A, a, a funny story though. There's a story about, you know, the French kick reef for, for, for being cowards. Right. And and someone, I try to remember who it was, said, you know, the French have fought an awful lot of wars. So you got to be careful there that they call them cowards. And and he, he tells the story of a of a French guy where they, they beat the shit out of the French squad. He was the last man standing. And the, the general comes along and says, You gotta surrender, right? And he no, said, I, Yeah, only um, if you let only if you let me keep my gun. And the commander said, Sure, keep your gun. <laughs> The, the, the now that is one it is one point we're all we're all kind of living downstream of uh, of uh, the only good thing Jonah Goldberg ever said, which was called the French cheese eating surrender monkeys. Right, cheese eating surrender monkeys. Oh okay. my god! Only good thing that? that he ever said. That little fucking piece of shit, and he is a piece of shit. And I don't give a fuck. Fight me, bro. He's a piece of shit. I had neocon, neocon piece neocon piece of shit through and through. But I'll give him that one. She's eating surrender monkeys, but it's not true. The French military has a long and storied tradition. They've fought very, very difficult. With the U.S. And, (laughs) And by the way, the French made the right decision. French military made the right decision in surrendering in World War II because they would have been wiped out and it wouldn't have mattered. They wouldn't have been there to fight. Senseless death. Senseless death. death. And what's happening, what Davos is doing in Ukraine is they are running a PR campaign in order to try, and they have tried for four months to try and gin up support for the plucky Ukrainians against the evil Russians to fight their, to get us to fight their war for them, while the Brits keep trying to engineer false flag after false flag after false flag to create an Article 5 invocation so that they can go, see, the Russians are the bad guys. The latest one is Lithuania. This is like uh, Longshank shooting. 
it's like Longshank shooting the, the arrows into the battlefield, hitting both teams simultaneously. Exactly. While snipers on the Maidan shooting both the cops and the protesters. Right. Same thing. Okay. So, you know, watching the Russians fight this artillery war, it's very clear to me what their goals are now. And their goals are they're going to continue grinding this out until there is no Ukrainian army left and they take the entire country east of the Dnepr River and that will include Odessa. It's going to include, they are going to take Odessa and Kissinger was at Davos saying, stop this madness now before they take Odessa. And Soros then the next day comes out and goes, fight to the last Ukrainian! Fight to the, my last dollar! So because you're saying to, Soros is a win. Davosian, huh? There's my pure, shot face. <laughs> pure, da, pure Davos through and through. I know. And I, I watched this and I'm like, the Russians since then have said nothing other than, well, that's nice that you want to stop, you want a ceasefire. Um, we, we published the draft treaty back in December. If you're willing to discuss that in, re, in real time, we're willing to listen, but we don't think you people are capable of signing an agreement and holding to it. So we're going to take everything that we want. So it's your, so, it's your choice now to actually get involved. And now the interesting part is, and this is the, the fascinating part, because the Russians are fighting a low-tech artillery, World War style artillery war, war with World War II level weapons for the most part, not their best weapon, right. which you can make the argument and many, and you know, the, the, the big argument is whether or not the Russians have enough of their latest armaments to fight a protracted war, because the sanctions have really the sanctions since 2014 have kept the Russians from being able to build a large number of T90 Armada tanks and right. the latest fifth generation airframes. They have some of these things, but they don't have a lot of them at scale. So now the question is. If as long as this war starts at stays at this level of conflict, of this level of technology, then the Russians are going to grind everything out because they can make all the artillery shells they ever wanted to because it's all locally sourced. And they have a bigger problem right now of are they going to have enough fucking people to man the arms factories to build all the shit that needs to be built and to build the roads and the pipelines and everything else to start sending all of their commodities east the railroads and the pipelines and the this and the that, all that stuff. Like they're going to have to import labor from all across the global South to build out the Russian far East to get this done. They're part of basically what amounts to road, road and, and, and rail for, for, for their problem is, but the big one is if they get control of Odessa, this is the strategic, this is what Kissinger sees. And is very fat, very powerful. Again, not my original idea came to me from one of my, one of my Serbian um, um, patron said, by the way, here's the treaty of access to the Danube River system. If the Russians take Odessa, they get access by treaty to the Danube. And once they have that, all of Eastern Europe now has an opportunity to leave the European Union and have their goods get to port from Czechia, from Slovakia, from Slovenia, Hungary, and points north, Serbia, they don't have to go through the European Union to get their goods to, 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 out to the world. They can leave the European Union and have a port on the Black Sea that they didn't have before. What is the that's purpose? The, that's the point here. What is the purpose of pressuring Sweden and Finland to join NATO right now? 
oh, it's easy. They just want to put they want to put weapons. On. They again, it's another re- one. They can put weapons into Sweden and Finland that will, you know, time of flight to Moscow, almost nothing. Time of flight to, okay. to St. Petersburg, almost nothing. That's one. The second one is to get the Russians on tilt. They want the Russians, as poker players would say, to put them on tilt to get them to make a mistake, to annoy them to the point of getting them to do something dumb so that then we can turn around and say, see, they have aggressive plans on all the rest of Eastern Europe, and therefore we can get an Article 5 invocation, and therefore we have, the, we have just cause to widen the conflict. And the Russians so far have not taken the bait because Putin's not a moron. But everybody standing behind Putin? That's the bigger question. So the British have been signaling that they desperately, that they're going to assassinate Putin in the next two to three months. They have? That's, that's I, I what they're signaling. I didn't, I didn't know that. If you read the British press releases, if you read the way Liz Truss talks and the way Boris Johnson talks, and you read the British press and you read the... The, the MI6 approved British press, they all keep saying the same thing. Putin's got throat cancer. He's going to die in the next three months. Putin's got liver cancer. He's going to die in the next he's three puffy. months. He's, he's got gonna puffy. He's going to die in the next three months. He's, he's going to die in the next three right. months. Okay, I got you. They're prepping the And bombs. there's going to be an escalation in August. And there's so, going to be an escalation in August. They keep saying this over and over and over again. So on a hike, Mearsheimer, Mearsheimer really is, for those who are trying to catch up fast, Mearsheimer talks are brilliant. And the one thing he does is he shows all the different instances in which Putin went to NATO and said, here's the problem we have. And this is why you can't do this. And what Mearsheimer paints is this unbelievably clear picture of how we didn't just say, no, we can't accept that. We said we couldn't give less of a fuck about your sovereign needs. And that's that's when it becomes existential risk. Yes. And, 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 and then when you say, and by the way, we're going to assassinate you too. If, if that's not a one-two punch for existential risk, I don't know what is. So, so Mearsheimer, in a, in, a, in a series of exchanges, sent me um, a monk debate in which he and Steve Walt debated uh, the Polish former minister of, of war, whatever he was, named Sikorsky, and, um, and a total neocon McFall. Oh God! And, and they were they were so annoying. They were so annoying. Yes. But then then oh, two weeks later, something I saw Sikorsky talk about how we have to think about nuke in Russia. And I'm going, holy crap! This guy's opinion is no longer of interest to me because the the, the, the yeah, you know, Mike McFall is Mike McFall is is, is um McFall is, is awful. McFall is the former ambassador to Russia. Now, the first rule of diplomacy is diplomats don't actually lie right the politicians can all lie they can all say whatever they need to say and the politicians understand the other politicians understand that the the other side's politicians are lying but behind the scenes the diplomats are always telling the truth so mearsheimer says that mearsheimer says that mearsheimer says countries don't lie to other countries they lie to their own people right and they lie (laughs) and the politicians lie in the press but the, but the but the but the actual diplomats don't lie. They actually do the serious work of, di- of diplomacy. McFall has literally said, "Of course we lie about everything. How else do we get everything get anything done? We we were of course we were always lying to the Russians in our diplomatic 
uh, you know, diplomatically. He was and that proud drove of this. Putin nuts. He's talked that about this. Putin he, nuts. He he fucking put this shit on fucking Twitter for Christ's sake. Okay, and Lavrov and Putin have both said and that's when, and it was when he was ambassador to Russia under Obama, under the Clinton when Clinton was Secretary of State, that the, the Russians declared the United States not agreement capable. And the particular construction of that phrase in Russian, because Andre the Saker went over this when they first announced this, was there's two ways of saying that basic phrase in Russian. One is you're you you don't have the ability to enforce the the agreement that, that, that you're putting on. Yeah, you, is, and the you, you don't have the power to do, do it. You, 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 you don't have the power or the, or the assets to do this. You'd like to do it, but you can't. And then there's the other one, which is you don't honor the agreements that you can enforce. And I think that, that was, was the it. And that was that the one was that they were, that was the phrase, the Russian phrase that they used to describe the United States. That and was in 2015, and- guys. In one of his speeches, Putin said we didn't get it in writing. And he said, when they say something to us, we expect them to be telling us the truth. And we didn't get it in writing. And then he was talking, he, he approached NATO and said, no Ukraine and NATO. Right. And he wanted it in writing and they wouldn't give it to him in writing. And he said, and therefore. Um, but they also right. flipped him off. They flipped him off completely. Of course. And, 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 and you can't. You can't say you're 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 so Mearsheimer's gotten gotten more militant with time, I think. Yes. He now his talks, his most recent talk I saw was just I think it was just about a week ago. Um, the most recent one I saw. He just says mm-hmm. it, this war is 100 percent NATO's fault. Of course, 100 percent. Well, I know uh-huh. it is, but it's it's staggering when someone of such prominence right. goes out there and says that that's a surprisingly blunt statement. Yeah, no, it, it, it truly is. And it means that they wanted it. And I think the way I put it in a, in a blog post when it first happened, I said very simply, NATO chose this war. Putin chose the time. So why does NATO want it? Because they need to they need to collapse Western society because we're broke. Pension systems are broken. They need to blame it on something. It's very simple. <laughs> seems, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's, seems it's all like back it's, to the same basic shit that they always do. It seems we're like broke. they're... They're laundering this. They're laundering the, the inept and and sinful movements or not movements actions taken by the West for the last seventy years. Seems like they're laundering it. We can just clear it all out in a war. Just fuck it all. It's all war. That's what I think it is. I think it's a way to just kind of. I mean, it 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 also just kind of seems like we're reaching this point of like unfunded liabilities of debt. And we're like, hey, like we've got to hit, we've got to flip the board. Like we can't win this monopoly game. What we do right. have, once, once you know, once the kid doesn't get what he wants, he stops arguing and just starts crying and throwing shit. That's right. what we are. But we have the biggest military the world's ever seen. And I think we're kind of just hitting a right. point where it's like, hey guys, the books are not balancing. We are never going to balance this. But my God, we've gotten we've got an army that beyond description. Just fuck it, flip the board. So the ugly, sen- the ugly do, scenario. But do we really? That's a good question. Yeah. The I ugly scenario, are. therefore, is that we we is not just that we have a financial collapse, but it's being that, engendered. But, but right, but it's but one that's actually also in the middle of a horrific global um, catastrophe. Reorganization of global capital. Right. The 
the Chinese and the Russians for the last 15 years have offered multiple, had made multiple offers to the West. Say, look, let's just carve the world up. It's right. inevitable. Let's, let's carve the world up. You can have your place. We'll have ours, blah, 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 blah. And there are plenty of people within the United States who believe, yeah, let's do that. But Europe will never accept. This is why I keep focusing on Europe, because it's the pathology of the mindset of the people who have architected this scenario. The Brits still want their empire. The Europeans want their colonies back. And the Germans still want their economy. They still they want, want their, the, the, the Germans still they want, want the their, fourth fucking Reich for Christ's sake. Yeah, they, just stop mincing goddamn words. They're still fucking Germans. They're still jerking off the IG Farben's resurgence like, any I day am, now. I am so over Germans and Ukrainians. It's not funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm just at the point now. I'm over Germany. I'm over Germans, and I'm over Ukraine. There are two. There are no. There are no two people on this groups of people on this planet who are more solipsistic about their importance in history than Ukrainians, modern Ukrainians, and Germans. I'm done. I've had. I've had it, and I'm over it. Like the Ukrainians, uh, I've been taught. You got to throw teenagers in there too. You got to throw teenagers in there while you're at it. I, I, well, yeah, okay, fine, but that's but that's who they've inculcated. They now have two generations of of, of Ukrainians to and, and have and have taught them that they're the real Russian Empire, that they're the real Russia, that they're this, that they're that the Russians are just dirty offshoots of the glorious Ukrainians. Like this is, but go read. I, I've seen fucking Ukrainian textbooks on this shit. Like it's real, and we did a lot of this. We put our money, our think tanks, our NGOs put money in there to create this fucking mindset. This is the fucking George Soros plan. Okay. And the Germans with their, with, with their, their, I don't, like I said, these people think that they've added to the philosophical base. And yet, as far as the Greeks are concerned, they're just coming out of the goddamn trees for Christ's sake. So like, but I'm just over it. I'm over their 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 solipsism and their self their unbelievable and unearned sense of self importance. And so are the Russians. And the Russians are saying, you know what? Fuck you. We're we're grinding you into a pace. Here comes the artillery. By the way, we just made twice the amount that we just dumped on you yesterday. If you Alexander Bakiros again, my my good friend Alex, they had a video out the other day about an article at Rusi, the Royal Universe. The, the, it's a Royal Military Think Tank. R-U-S-I. Guy going over the amount of armament, um, ammunition being expended and in the Donbass right now versus the amount of the annual production of weaponry across the West. We're expending an annual amount of ammunition in Ukraine and our annual production in a week. The Russians' military productive capacity is only rising because it's not organized around just-in-time Kiretsu and all the rest of the shit. They've right. been stockpiling weaponry for years. They, have a, they, they don't have the world's most efficient economy, but God knows they, they, have, an, they have an efficient economy for building artillery shells and right. for building second-order, you know, the last-generation tanks. They're the classical old economy. They're the classic classic old old economy. And Putin, and it's all in Putin's barely readable, mostly plagiarized PhD thesis. 
<laughs> so maybe the release valve for all of this is just a carving up of the world. Because it seems like it seems like so now, here's a here's a I, I, Tommy, I hate to. We're not going to let it go, though. You're good. But here's the okay. but here's the better question. We already know all this. So why is Davos getting the United States to drain its ammunition supplies and send them all to Ukraine? To demolish the West the same way Biden's using the exactly. oil reserves? Everything that the Biden administration does can it's be summed up in one, in one phrase. It makes America weaker. Yeah, it's not Absolutely. common. People Absolutely. are like, how stupid could this administration be? They're not stupid. You don't look at someone that uses a bunch of uh, demolition charges to bring a building down in a controlled demolition and go, that idiot. You go, wow, what an artist. They brought that thing down in its footprint. What they're doing to the U.S. <laughs> How could you be so, so dumb? Obvious. They're not was dumb. Obama was better at hiding it. Yeah. But under Biden, they've lost all pretense of hiding. Now they've now they spent four years of, tr- of Trump well, telling, accelerate. Every, telling everybody that America is evil and convincing all the progressives that America needs to be torn down. And they and and the dumb fucking libertarians, the Twitter, the LP is, by the way, the Twitter of the of the liberty movement. Um, mm-hmm. They have fallen for this in the worst way imaginable, and they've become mostly unlistenable. I mean, guys who I for years respected when they were the when they were the true vestiges of the anti-war movement here in the United States have not have not upped their game. They're just doing the same things and they're actually helping to feed the fucking beast because the real enemy here are the commies in Europe who want their colonies back. Putin made it abundantly clear at Valdai huge speech that he gave at Valdai where he went over the historical context of communism and said, look, communism is a European idea. It came out of Germany. It was imposed upon us during our last bout of um, political instability at the end of the the czarist era. We were ripe for that kind of scenario. And they took this new idea and they gave it to us. The, and he just named names, the Brits and the Europeans. They, they, and they, they funded this. They funded Lenin. They funded World War I. They funded World War II. He did this on purpose. These are evil fucking people who have always had a desire to destroy Russia. Putin understands it from a deep historical context. You can argue whether or not he's you know, whitewashing or, you know, oversimplifying or history or whatever. It doesn't matter. That's, you want to have a nuanced historical discussion of the shortcomings of Vladimir Putin's uh, worldview? Fine. I'm not doing that today because today we're dealing with a bunch of people who believe they are entitled to rule the fucking world and they will do anything imaginable necessary to make sure that that happens. And their next move is to flip the game board. Have so drink in one hand, <laughs> cigar in the other. It's either going to be the crustal jerk in the 6,000 fucking foot tidal wave or a whole bunch of nukes are going to flop. I hope I'm wrong about both of those things. Have, have either of you seen Pentagon Wars? The movie? No. Okay, never mind. Well, this analogy won't work at all then. Um, well, I was going to... Okay, well, I can't use it, so I'll just use something else. It'd be like if we each wanted to make our own dish 
and like Dave wants something, Tom wants something, and I want something. And we finally re- and we've reached this compromise where we realize that we all are going to want to put in our own ingredients, but we're all cooking wildly different things. So we all throw it into a pot, and I'm making a cake. One of you's making pasta, and the other's making a steak. On its own, each one makes sense, but if we throw it all together, it's like, what in the fuck? I think that's what we're seeing. Is we're that's seeing all we're seeing all yeah, these the plans, from, but we're seeing all these plans from different factions all not surviving contact with the enemy. And so we get this thing where it doesn't make any sense because you have this Davos plan. You have this like this Wall Street plan. You have this Elon Musk fucking wild card who's like, I'm just going to leave the planet. You have the whole thing of China and the 100 year marathon. You have all these things that on their own in a vacuum, you go, oh, that makes sense. I see what game they're playing. But you're seeing somebody's playing Monopoly, somebody's playing Checkers, somebody's playing Connect Four, and someone else is playing Alpha Go, and they're and on the Someone same else board. is playing fucking Diplomacy. Yeah, and okay. then someone else is just and pissing I, on as the board. a board game geek. I can tell you, someone is playing a much bigger game than those. But the thing is, is so it's all there. You're looking at, you're going, I don't even know what this is, which is why I, I think do. it looks but, the way it does. Well, you're you're right. I think that one of the things that's been really interesting to me. Um, over the course of the last year or so is as this accelerates, right? And the old factions start to break down and the old cartels start to break down. The game board in that, from that perspective is a little jumbled, but it's actually becoming very, very binary, very fast. Because when you're, when, when you push things to this level of crisis, everybody has to make a binary choice. Which side are you on? Right. And that's why I think, you know, I think the Federal Reserve is moving the way it has and Davos moved against the Fed the way it did. And that's the prima facie evidence as to why the Fed is off the Davos train. They tried to get rid of Powell. They tried to blackmail him with six and a half trillion dollars worth of more spending that we didn't need. They did all these things last year. And then when that failed, they're now fucked. They don't have they don't have any control. Biden summons Powell to the to the White House and then comes out and says, "Well, I respect the Fed's independence, and you know we'll just have to like you know blah blah blah." Yeah, it's Powell walking in and going, "Fuck you! You look at me sideways at seventy five basis points." Barack, shut the fuck up, or I'm gonna or I'll make it a hundred. And then he walked out the room. And I, by the way, the fi- it's another seventy five. Another seventy five in July. Fuck you. Because I know damn well, guys, that I'm not going to bust inflation with rate hikes here. Business is cost push inflation that you guys created. I'm going to fuck your masters. I'm going to fuck the people who who gave you the fucking orders. Because if I break those motherfuckers, I break all of this shit. You break the euro dollar markets, you break Davos. You break the old European banks. You break all the old fucking money. You break all of this shit. Because you engender a fucking... A, a fucking pitchforks and guillotines nightmare across Europe that none of these people survived because they all went, they all, they all walked out from behind the shadows and said, "Yes, we're going to lead you into the new utopia," and they're all going to go, "Fuck you, we're going to kill you all now." Long guillotines and rope makers, baby. Look at Emmanuel Macron in France. He has no, he's he has a neutered government. Boris Johnson is on his last legs while he says, "I'm not leaving office as long as you know." As long as you know the Ukraine, we have full support for the Ukraine war. Blah 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 blah. Like these people are all living in a fucking fantasy world. And Putin's going to cut off Nord Stream one and fuck Robert Hayback in the ass over in Germany, who's really the chancellor. Like this is all very obvious. 
Mario Draghi is going to get pulled out of the parliament in the, like the next three months by his perfectly manicured, his perfect, perfect, perfect coiffure and be beaten in the streets. <laughs> like the Italians don't give a fuck about their government on most, most days, but if you go to liquefy them, yeah, no. Okay. Now, throw yeah, what, what happens? What happens? Here's, here's an interesting question. I talked to my brother about this a lot. What happens if it becomes clear to the, the masses at large that the vaccine was just a death shot? I think probably. Oh. I think. I think it's I think it's binary. It's either French Revolution on steroids, or it's or nothing, or, or it's nothing. Compl- or it's just people going, yeah, smoke it and drink it. Eh, yeah, right. sure I, makes I, sense. I I I I I don't know. That's gonna. It, it, I think it's one. My or the generation other of people are gonna be are gonna be angry as fuck. Um, the younger generations are gonna. They may just tune out and go. Well, we'll just take our we'll just take our lumps. I mean, they the millennials have been beat, the to, have beat to death. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think the cognitive dissonance might be so strong. Just go, no, it's not. Shut up. Maybe, I don't know. It's a it's a real good it's a real good question. But you know what I've seen from enough. I have a lot of millennial friends who are, who are, who are awake to the to some of the reality of what's going on, and yeah. they. But at the same time, they all feel the same sense of yeah. But we've been fucked over so many times. They'll just fuck us over again. Yeah, I mean, I was born in 1990. I've seen 9/11, I've seen 08, and I've seen COVID, and it's like I'm 31. You're kind of like, yeah, it, this once in a lifetime shit. Yeah, no, this happens every 10 years. Like, yeah, it happens, every, every, happens every so often. Yeah, and I gotta deal with this shit again. Yeah, just look and at the look, clock. I'm like, oh, money. we're coming up on another. Hey, we stole <laughs> and they stole all our money, and yeah. I can't afford a house. And you know, I'm how am I gonna have a kid? Yeah, you just you just fuck it. I, video, I can, games and, video games and video games and and off all day. Good. Yeah, yeah. So you've also marinated in the new era propaganda since daycare, right? You're sort of the tip of the spear. Yeah. The younger guys starting from daycare, were getting indoctrinated with all sorts of ideas that on the surface look fine, right? Treat each other. Well, blah, blah, blah. But then, then, it, then the, the story starts getting shifted and it starts saying, oh. okay, by the way, these guys are bad because they don't treat it everyone well you know and next thing you know you've 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 demonized you know and so um so why wouldn't you commit election fraud if you really did believe trump was hitler if you if you had to take down the nazi by any cause absolutely that that the the whole purpose of 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 that was to radicalize normal people into believing they are fighting the the war an existential threat and that, that way, you don't even have to have organized voter fraud. You just have people acting in what they think is their best interest. That's the thing that scares me more than anything else. Or you have people that believe, or you have people that will never admit that they think there was voter fraud, but they don't care because they too believe Trump is Hitler. So they're just right. like, hey, you know, whatever you had to do. Yeah, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. Well, that, when, the, at $7 a gallon gasoline and no diesel uh, fuel, um, they're well, going to have to. Well, this is what I wanted to <coughs> bring up is. So we've kind of painted this picture over two and a half hours of how the entire globe is just one big bonfire. Well, now we have a we have the golden haired Donald Trump, who is just a fire hose of kerosene. What do you all think the next two years holds on that manner? Is he coming back? Is he going to run again? Is he going to sort of give the blessing to DeSantis? Will there be election fraud 2.0? Is there a red wave of epic proportions? Does the country split in two? Does Trump go quietly into the good night or does he die on this hill? 
all of the above? <laughs> I have no idea. They're all good questions, and I don't know. Dave? It could go either. This, it honestly could go either way. Yeah. And every one I have of this sense that Trump wants to keep the Trump agenda alive, which means he has to keep his his candidacy alive. Yeah. And it means he has to move candidates over towards him to keep pulling MAGA people away from him. So he's doing Trump won in his world the way Bernie won in his world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so Bernie pulled the, the, the Democratic Party way over to, to the left. Trump has pulled it way over to the right. And so in some sense, Trump has already achieved what yeah. he set out to achieve. Yeah. And and um, I personally often say I don't want to see Trump run because I it just the kerosene model. Right. I, I just not sure I'm ready to see that kind of kerosene. I want to see it but, too badly. But my, my, I know. Well, there is a certain sadistic quality about it. Um, my brother, on the other hand, sent me a video of a guy who said, here's why it has to be Trump, not a Trump wannabe. And he, this video did this nice job of going through and saying this, explaining how this is the only guy who's got the firepower to, to step into the job immediately and not spend the first three years trying to get his feet on the ground. So he now knows what it's like inside that beltway. He would just walk into it and say, OK, you go here, you go here, you go here. Let's do it. And then on Tuesday, we'll figure out what we're going to do. Right. Yeah, uh, I I can see a number of things happening. I, I and I'm. I mean, if Trump, I think Trump keeps his hand in the ring simply to drive the Democrats crazy. Right. Exactly. Okay. They're spending all of their money and all of their political capital trying to deny him his candidacy, which is the dumbest thing imaginable because he may not even run. Right. It's like double teaming his best player. He's just absorbing resources. Yeah, he's there doing a running. Speaking, a here's a, let me let me divert. Here's a duping. Here's a duping that's just like that. So we had to put up with what two months of Nina Jankowitz in the Ministry of Truth, and right. she acts like an asshole. And she says all these things, and we're just all appalled, and we're exhausted from our appalled behavior. Right. And then she finally steps down, and who do they slip in? Michael Chertoff. Right. Who's just oh, who's worse? Out, oh, way, way, way worse. And right. then all of a sudden, there's no noise because it's like, oh, finally, we got Nina out of there. Get rid no of that bitch. Exactly. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, do and you every really time I think- every time I step through a fucking porno scanner at the airport, all I do is curse that fucking guy. Right. So then the question is, do you really think Nina was their first choice and Chertoff was their second? No, I think that was no. a Hegelian dialect. So that's right. Nina's got right. an so- island in the Caymans now with her name on it because she took the beating. And right. yeah, so is, is it the, or the Straussian two step, right? So right. Trump could easily be running an interference, um, for running DeSantis an interference. or someone. Yeah. Yeah. And for DeSantis. And, and um, you know, the problem here is the, the big question is whether or not you want DeSantis to leave Florida. Martin, I, I was listening to Martin Armstrong the other night. He's like, oh, no, he can't leave. He needs to like leave Florida out of the union. Martin is already like the United States is done. We're fucked. Republics are over done with. They're not going to survive this. They're not going to survive the next 10 years, yada, yada, yada. And I can't argue with them. I can see that as one very, very possible outcome here. And if so, then I don't want DeSantis leaving Florida. I want him to stay here as governor and to lead, if necessary, to lead, to, to lead us out of the, uh, of the you know, Mordor and the Potomac and the 50-state compact if it's going to well, You can apart. always move to California. <laughs> that utopia. 
<laughs> that utopia. <laughs> I could also like, I could also you know stick. I was put a shotgun in my throat. I could also stick large razor bladed dildos <laughs> in my ass, but you know, like that's, that's not going to happen either. That, that's back. We're back to the valley of mine. Yeah, yeah, we're back to yeah, that. We're back, we're back to, to the fucking children thing again. So, like, <laughs> it, it, no, like, it comes full circle. It comes full circle, folks. Got to give it. Got to give it to you loud and dirty. Otherwise, it doesn't stick. Right, uh, the old patent line. So, um, I don't know, like. I don't know if this gets really disorganized or if, you know, I was talking to a guy, I, I'm about to publish a podcast I did with a guy named Bill Faywell over the weekend. Um, and very interesting guy who believes in the four stages of revolution. And he's got a book on it. And, and the reason I haven't published a podcast yet is because I forgot to say, ask him during the podcast where can people buy the book. So I'm waiting for him to give me the link so that I can do that because he's obviously not out on Amazon or, you know, anywhere else. Right. So, and he was saying, he firmly believes and that they're going to have to get rid of Biden between now and when they seat the new Congress, because they're going to need to blame Biden for all of this stuff. And they're uh-huh. going to need to get in somebody else before I mean, the new Congress sets in or put up Kamala Harris in charge because she can easily fill the role in his words of the um, the the uh, what's the he used a particular phrase. It was great. The, um, the conscientious killer. Something like that, where, oh, well, for the good of the country, we have to kill all these people. And I, of course, said, put forth my Janet Yellen argument saying, no, they'll get rid of both of them, but put Mama Yellen in charge. And I'm like, come on, Bill. Like, if you don't think that Janet Yellen can't perform that same role while still looking like someone's Jewish grandmother. Right. Who's also apolitical and not divisive. Like. So I don't know, like the there's all I think that things are going to get very, very ugly politically in the next 18 months to three years. And anything is possible. And I hate handicapping any of it at this point. My up my upside scenario is the one I've talked about many times. The Republicans win 190 to 100 seats in the House majority. They win four or five seats in the Senate. The, the mood on Capitol Hill shifts so far that they're willing to that if the Republicans say impeach the dog catcher from Uvalde, uh, Uvalde, Texas, everybody stands up and goes, yes, because they want to make sure that they get reelected. But that's the popular argument that they get reelected in 2024, meaning you'll see 11 Democrats side with the Republicans to impeach and convict Joe Biden and put his ass in jail. Or whatever they're going to do to them. Same thing with Kamala Harris if they've got any dirt on her. That and that's all of it. At the the wild card scenario, the one that would make me giggle to no end would be they get that majority, they nominate and elect Trump as Speaker of the House, and then impe- impeach and, impe- and 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 convict both Biden and Harris and make Trump president. <laughs> do, you, do you think? Do you think that that's my upside scenario? That way, Trump gets to have his revenge against Biden. Oh, that, and no, it'd be the funniest. And then walks thing away, the and then walks off the stage in 2024 for a unity ticket of DeSantis and Tulsi Gabbard. No, no, nothing would be funny. Do you? Th- I would love a Tulsi Gabbard DeSantis combo platter. She she didn't she wouldn't. Everybody remember. I talked to says the same thing. She I tried to get her on my podcast. No response. Do you think yeah, that I haven't you, asked her? Uh, do you think that? Do you think that the the leak of the Supreme of the Roe v. Wade decision. Do you think that leak was intentional to let off Absolutely. some of the impact value of it? 
No, I don't think you was, know which team did it. I don't think you can say confident. Well, I have no idea, know, but I mean, no, 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 both teams. You can make an argument for why they want to. I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that it was one of Sotomayor's interns. Yeah. They did it on purpose to start the, to get everybody to get the Democrats into the, um, they wanted the test run, whether or not we had rule by mob. Or so whether no, the no, Supreme no. court was, would change the decision. It was so they could print a hundred thousand protest signs. <laughs> yeah, that too. They gotta. They gotta. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, now, Soros now, there was a, there was a chick on Twitter the other they're day. They're lining yesterday. the pockets of big protest. There was a chick on Twitter who made a Roe v. Wade argument that didn't strike me as particularly clever, and she had two thousand followers, I think, and she racked up eight hundred and seventy-five thousand likes. <laughs> Wow. That beat the uh, shark stepping out a Lego tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny. I, I really do think that they were they were test running whether or not they, we could have rule by the mob or not violent mob to see if the if they could pressure a Supreme Court justice to switch their vote to see if we could get to that that stage. Because if we, see, get I to think that it's stage, the other way. I'll make the exact opposite argument. The okay. right leaked it. The right leaked it so that the right had to, so that the fence sitters would have to say we can't be bullied into making the wrong decision. Now we got to go with it. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> that that would actually make me feel better about our future because that would mean that we're fi- that that people that, <laughs> that 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 patriots are actually beginning to realize that this is a fucking war and that it's time to get serious about this shit and you have to fight them with their tactics. I think they're. I mean, dude, seriously, we never do this. What if they're shifting the window to, like like you said, regard? It's not that it's Roe v. Wade; it's that are we going to be bullied by a mob or ruled by the court? Are they slowly shifting the window for, you know, bigger and bigger cases? This is how do we eventually get something? No, No? I I think to to Dave's point, I want to say this. To Dave's point, is this because it just popped into my head? I like. Dave's point, because now I think, and now I think in these terms, we the Alito's intern leaked the damn thing to force everybody to do what needed to be done, and now we have a situation. Oh God, it was right in my head. Oh shit, it just went away. Oh fuck. Bigger and bigger cases, Overton window. No, no, that court. um, No, that. Oh yeah, no, that this that the Keith Olbermann tweet. Oh my God, was brilliant. Right. Because now what we have is the left using are using fucking states rights arguments to overthrow the court to, to say, well, we'll nullify the court. I'm like, yes, exactly. But, that, but that's this is a, this is a, this is an ideological two step. This is like a twofer. Now we've got the left have gone so crazy that they're now using three, states rights arguments. It's a bad, it's a bad constructive state done. rights argument. But don't but like, let, let's not get let's not get involved in that. It's still they're making the argument for states rights. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to have progressives like AOC out there screaming that we have to nullify the court. So and libertari- and real libertarians are going yes. So they've gone no so far yes! over the left and they've gone so far over the left horizon that they're starting to come over they come right back. Yep, they're and we coming. always knew that we could push them to that state. It's not hard. We, All because, you have yeah, to it's... do is continually push them and push them and push them and push them. Eventually, you can get you you know that they are abreacting fucking 
um, noradrenaline monkeys. These are yeah. not deep people. Oh, you say no, yeah. X, they go, well, we're gonna, we want not X. And then you go, okay, we well, want not X. Well, how about not Y? Well, then how about not Z? And now all of a sudden we're right back to, oh, by the way, you've now just made my argument for me. Thank you very much. You know, like you ever the, noticed it's the Socratic I, method, but I, it's the Socratic method in Twitter. In, in, on Twitter, it's awesome. So, are you they? You ever notice you can attach anything to the word monkey and it makes it funny? Uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> this is true. It is. I'm a podcast monkey, but like, I don't know. It, it seems like it kind of seems like just like a lot of people probably would never say it. A lot of people who voted for Biden 2020 or probably a bunch of intelligent people are going. That was a fucky election, but I think Trump was a Nazi. So whatever. I'll just look past it. Sure. Is shit going to get so bad with inflation, unemployment, supply chain collapse that people might start to look at something as absurd as reexamining the 2020 election? Do you think there's a lot of people who are starting to go? No. Yeah, I'm nah, against that is there's too many Republicans who got elected in an election that they don't want questioned. Therefore, touche. 97 we don't we don't have a legal mechanism for over for we don't the, the constitution does not have a, does yeah. have a mechanism for decertifying an election like this it, it's done it's over it's in the past now what you'll see is people just move forward and go well, we're not gonna let that happen yet that's what i think it is is i don't think it will ever be resurrected i don't think it'll ever be fixed the, the bigger question is whether davos is going to try and create a situation where we don't have elections. so i've been inter- i've interviewed general <laughs> flynn's brother Mm-hmm. And he said that that uh, General Flynn believes that, yeah, no, it's not that we're going to now that we've plugged all the, the fraud holes that we can have fair elections. He thinks there will be the covid part, two, but it, not necessarily a virus, but right. there will be some new black swan event where we will not have elections in 2024. Yeah, I don't well, think yes. I don't think they're going to plug the hole in the elections. They've been there have been holes in the elections for quite a few well, cycles for forever. Now. Yeah. Yeah, to the point where there, I think it was Obama, one of the ones, times he got elected, there were WikiLeaks describing how one team gamed the other and shit like that. So yeah. I, I think it's been happening dude, for a long dude, time. Dude, for eternity, yeah. Dude, this but they don't care who wins. They don't care who wins except for Trump. The, the, the 2016 election, there were at least 2 million fake votes in California. Okay. Because they wanted to make sure that if they they would that they wanted not only did they want Hillary to win, that they didn't want the worst case scenario where the Hillary lost the popular vote but won the electoral college vote. So they padded her vote totals in California by two million votes easily. Go look at the vote. Go look at the votes in twenty. Go look at California's voting history, and then go look at the twenty sixteen election results, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's not hard to find. Okay, it's real. So just understand that they manufacture consent at every level. It's all scripted. It's all staged. And then they just go out there and they sell it because they're a bunch of fucking psychopaths. Now, we, I think we've gotten to a point now where we've almost reached critical mass where enough people believe that they lie about everything, that they're not willing to believe a goddamn thing anybody these, things, these people say. And now, is this a poor. problem for them or is this, a, is this their goal? I, I, think they, I think they thought it was their goal, but the but the blowback is actually on them is going to be far worse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That covers your bets. That's a pretty hedged answer you gave me there. <laughs> yeah. no, I really do. I think that they want. I think that they wanted that. But I, I I've never. I, I I've always said that that these people engender chaos, but they think that they have better control over the chaos than they do. And yeah. by by very nature, chaos is not controllable. Yeah, I'm going to light a forest fire to take down my neighbor. 
Control burn. Right? Yeah. Control burn. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, but then they don't see it burning down. But then they, they they missed the part where they forgot to remove the gas can sitting between the two houses and that lights on fire and blows up their house too. So the other interesting question. Oh shit. You gotta be kidding me. Goddamn Fiona. My dog's eating the corner of an 18th century tea table. We got good taste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, there's also the difficulty of separating the premeditated stuff from the noise. Yes. So for example, it's, you know, some like critical race theory, which is obviously divisive as hell, um, could just be a spinoff that just happened. And so say, oh, yeah, we're okay with that, right? Yeah, just a, yeah, like a, a, a manifestation yeah. of just radicalism. Well, what right. happens is you just, you just, you have these breeder reactors called universities that create all these bad ideas. No free, ele- free electrons. I'm so offended. Free radicals. I'm so offended, yeah. Yeah, I know, you're... Well, no, you're you're in the proper field where this this shit doesn't. But you know exactly oh, what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's uh, true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right. I hear rumor of of a top five institution whose chemistry department is marinating in this crap. Well, that's great. I does, I, I needed to hear that. But um, so it was just you know. All right, I'll I'll, uh, I'll back off. So we have these breeder reactors called universities that create that take bad ideas like French postmodernist. Um, postmodernism and marxism and uh just go nuts they don't have to like direct it all they have to do is make sure that it's funny the thing they've directed though potentially is the shutdown of the opposing bad ideas of course of course so i think cancel culture was a is a beta test for uh uh total suppression of free speech right i mean that's i think i I think that's it an engineered protocol Mm. in which even if it goes out of vogue, when you're talking, you're going to be going, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. So, like, we, 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 we there's been that subtext has been in this entire conversation. Every time I use the words, you know, they like to fuck little children, like, right? So, I mean, like, right. should I have really said that? Uh, no, yeah, I shouldn't right. really say it. I found I, really. Should I say it? Is it good? Is it really good for my business? I don't know at this point. I, I don't I, really even care. You know, we're seeing a microcosm of how maybe they couldn't plan the blowback because I look at someone like myself who got permanently banned from YouTube. Now it's just become my own rule of thumb to never bite my tongue because I know it's a slippery slope. It starts with you can't talk about the 2020 election. Then it goes to COVID. Then it goes to and until now, I'm just like, you know what? You know, kowtowing got me nowhere. I still got banned. So fuck it. Just say everything. I don't think that's. I've a, gotten more militant too. I've gotten more militant. And so they've tried e- to bring me down several times, and now it's just like bring it on. We're going. We're going public. I don't think world. they understood. I don't think they planned for that blowback. I think they planned for a boy, a bunch of limp dick soy boys to go. All right, well, I will talk about this, and then they can move into the next verboten, the next verboten. But instead, something else happened. Yeah, people go fuck this. I'm not playing. Fuck you. I'm going to my own party. Who wants to join me? I don't think they. Yeah. The genius. The genius response was um Chappelle who said you will not summon me i will not take a knee yeah that's, i'm thinking yeah. holy shit whoever's writing his fucking script o, they, fucking they nailed right it right there yeah uh, it. I, I, I believe dave Chappelle writes his own material yeah okay um i will say this though and i'll, I'll, I'll i will say this i i i'm as i am night i am 90 percent of my bluntness i don't say everything that comes out that comes in into my head because I, I have made the the calculation at times that 
there's no profit in going into certain areas. Oh, sure. Right. Not, not, not profit from a, from a monetary standpoint yeah. or from a, it's a unwinnable. like what's it's unwinnable. It's unwinnable. Well, it's not even just that. It's like, <sighs> look, I don't, I, I have a platform. I can say 90% of 90% of what I, 90% of me is still radical fucking enough that I don't need to say it all. We don't need to go to certain areas just to make ourselves feel good about whatever conspiracy theory is like, is actually sitting in, in our, in our, in the corner of our heads. We don't need to talk about that stuff because all they're going to do is t- then they'll give us, they then you're just giving them the ammunition to get rid of you. Yeah. So better to play a little bit of the game and talk around it and go, yeah, guys, I get it. I know there's a Kazari mafia out there. I get it. That's fine. You guys talk about that shit all you want on your channel. Yeah. I'm not going to, I don't need to. You like don't have to go to DefCon one. There's no point in doing that because all that's going to do is give them the ammunition to go. Yep, all right, strike that guy. Like I don't need to do that. Better that I, I get to do what I'm doing, and you know, really bring high level ideas and seed those into the zeitgeist. When I'm sitting there listening to Martin Armstrong use the phrase "the Davos crowd," okay, I know, I, I know where I am. Like when I see it on Tucker fucking Carlson and Laura Ingraham, literally Laura Ingraham uses the phrase the Davos crowd now. Like this is a good thing. I have people now adopting my arguments about the Fed. They won't give me credit for it. I don't need the credit. I don't give a fuck. I just want to win. Like I I, I don't give a fuck. Why is Tucker still on the air? Why is Tucker Carlson he's, still he's, on the air? He's play because he's ball. willing to play the game up to a point. I think he goes he, pretty far. And and Fox still needs the ratings. So, that's, that's true. It's also a company. I think he plays ball. I think oh, he, he absolutely didn't. Didn't he come out like the day or the day after the election and say there's no fraud? That it wasn't. Oh, he's he's taken some snipes at, at the election. Oh, no, yeah. but like no, while it was happening though, didn't he? Didn't he? Wasn't he not going? Am I getting this wrong? Was he not going along? I, I don't. With I, don't else? I don't remember. I think enough to know. I think when it. I think when when it came down to crunch time, maybe in hindsight he's he's critical of it. When it came down to game day, he was saying there is no fraud. Stop it. To me, that yeah, you saw talking you, about think, election fraud. Talking about election fraud now doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. When it mattered, when it was still like up in the air, they got what and they wanted, and they were still finding. No, but Alex, I, I still mention played it. ball. I still mention it to try to keep it as a discussable topic. Well, yeah, I mean, we're never going to find out who whacked right. JFK, but it's important to constantly go back to it. Right, and so so I occasionally will mention 9/11. Yeah, I will occasionally, and not to get into a debate about it, right? But but just to make sure that 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 I'm on record of uh, being aware of it. Yep. And, uh, uh, it, it. These are always good questions. I mean, there are times when I, you know, like I know that they keep certain, look, don't kid yourself. Part of the reason why they keep certain people, a lot of have certain people on the air, certain people still have platforms. Edward Snowden still has a Twitter account. Yeah. Now, why? That's a Is fascinating got, question. Now, I hadn't why? thought about uh, that. Okay, now why? Here's Fascinating. A the two, two possible, two possible questions, two possible Limit, answers. Limited one, hangout. He's he's work, He's still working for the NSA. Or two, you leave him open to give the you leave him on with an open mic to give the platforms an air of 
legitimacy. See, we still allow Edward Snowden to talk. We still allow this guy to talk. We still allow that guy to talk. We're not, we don't fully censor. We only censor the crazies. That's their uh, argument. We only censor the, the Alex Joneses. We only censor this guy. We only censor that guy. We only censor the Babylon B. I think Trump. Did you see that? Did you see the, the article that said that, that Twitter had not censored threats against, you know, threats to kill Supreme Thomas? Court justices? Yeah. And then, and then there was a screen grab showing the threat. And there was a screen grab showing Twitter saying this, this may not be what you were looking for, but um, they did not break Twitter's rules. And then there's a screen grab showing that they dumped the account finally. Yeah, there are some accounts. There are some tweets going around about Clarence Thomas yesterday that, to my surprise, those accounts got nuked. But here's the key, though. The key is, is that what I've noticed is my follower count goes up the, the friction goes up. Yeah. And so if, if you, if you don't have a big following, they don't care. Right. Right. They're looking, they're looking for smoldering embers that, that have turned into more of a, a, a little more of an inferno. Yep. So I, there are certain topics I can guarantee you if I post on uh, low following count trolls will show up immediately. Absolutely. And so I, mean, Dave, I just had a curiosity. I haven't checked recently. How, how uh, have you, how many do you have now on Twitter? About eighty-two thousand or something. I'm at sixteen and rising and rising steadily. I've, I've been at um, I've been at one thousand two hundred and four for almost a hundred days in a row. I don't know. What oh, the and my my mine freezes <laughs> and it makes these big jumps. So they seem to put a break on it, and then all of a sudden yeah. there'll be something that'll cause a burst. Yeah, and then and then it's like the algos say, okay, fine, whatever, and they leave oh. that. But I'll <laughs> sit it. You know, when you're eighty-one thousand two hundred. I'm probably picking up 50 followers a day just out of the noise. Right. And, and yet the count never, it just flutters around and flutters around. I went six months without changing. And, yeah. and, and then I get a burst from something I did that really caught people's attention. And then it yeah. just flutters again. It took yeah, me, no, I, sorry. It took me two years to no, break 5,000 on YouTube. I got banned from YouTube. And then from last August till now, June, 2020, I've gone to 10,000. So you can see the thumb on the scale. Right. Oh yeah. I have people saying to me, look, your tweets are not showing up in my feed. I go look for them and I find them, but they're not uh-huh. coming across. Oh, you never feed. show up in my feed, Dave. Not yeah. unless somebody asks you. At me. Interesting. I saw a tweet from Megan Kelly yesterday, who I followed for three years. The first one yesterday, uh, the two days ago. Tim Dillon's shadow band. I never get his stuff. And um, and she was, I don't know, saying it was like, it was about either either the Supreme Court case or the Federal Reserve or something like that. Oh, and she I, was, I should, and I'm like, and I went, oh wow, she's taking really good care of herself. So it's good. There, I'm I like, forget- wow, and I'm like, that's right, I do follow Megan Kelly, don't I? And Megan Kelly is not you know is their boat so i forgot i saw i I had this idea a while ago and i forgot i completely fucking forgot i want to float it by you two is what if so what if elon does go through and get twitter is there a way that i don't understand blockchain at all but if he did some sort of like you had to every account was like verified if he did a blockchain exit poll after like the 2024 election, just like anonymously, who'd you vote for? Just yeah. LOL. Oh, you can do it. 
It, oh, you can not- easily do that. You can easily do any of the, the you can, elections should be all elections should be handled on a fucking publicly auditable. Well, well, we know that's not going to happen because that means we know that's fair. But could Elon uh, not? Oh, they're doing up- it. By the way, they do it in Russia. By the way, just FYI. Okay. The well, mayor for I, the mayor I think, of Moscow. I, I think Elon is stuck between being a total deep state guy. Yeah. And yeah. and maybe in his older age, starting to be haunted by break away. Yeah. That he might be getting to that moment where he says, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've got to stand up for something more. Mm-hmm. There's no way that Tesla isn't surviving from serious money coming in from. You don't. Yeah, you don't. The way the, 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 the way I, get defense I, contracts without playing ball. Here's another. Here's an interesting other thought about Elon Musk. That Elon Musk is actually um, a Walter Block style character that he's actually a, a like a An amalgamation okay that, no and that walter bach for years has always made the argument hey look um there's absolutely no reason not to apply for government grants it's your money they stole it from you in the first place <laughs> so walter you're, you're talking about the guy the walter block from um from, from the from, from the mises institute yes, so yes, yes, yes. so so walter's always made walter's always been the real radical at, at the mises institute and he's the one, you know, defending the written, you know, books like defending the undefendable and blah blah blah. blah. And Walter's always made the arguments like, no, it's like it's their, it's your money they stole it from. You go get it back. Cheat on your ta- if you, you know, it, it's morally right to cheat on your taxes. It's morally right to do all of these things. It's morally right to apply for social security and for unemployment and all this stuff right. because it's your money they stole it from you already. Go get it back. You're, the government's never going to give you all the money back that it stole from you, so you might as well try and get some of it back. What if Elon Musk is? What if Elon Musk has always been that guy? That's taken government money in order to in order to fund projects. In order to, I'm, I'm not saying it's, this is true. I'm just throwing it out there that one of the interpretations of Elon Musk could be that that very thing. Hey, I'll just go get a whole bunch of government money to like build a space pro- private space program, which they put, which NASA has put the kibosh on for decades. And I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And by the way, private space program, big fucking deal within the hardcore libertarian community. And many of them have tried to start a private space program. But have not been able to do so because of NASA and the DOD, right? So, what if he's that? And now, well, and now, I, I after, he's fuck, after he cashed out, fuck you, money, real fuck you, money. The guy has forty billion dollars in cash, not stock. Fucking real, honest to god, fuck you, money. The next thing he does is he wants to turn around and buy Twitter with it, <laughs> right? Like and I like, dude. If I were Elon, because this is the way. If if I were a guy like Elon Musk, I'm. I don't have that drive. I don't have that entrepreneur. I don't have that real entrepreneurial spirit. I don't have the organizational skills to b- build a company and do all that shit. I don't. I can barely run a one person shop. But if I had those skills, with my mindset, I would do exactly what Elon Musk has done. Without even thinking about, oh, yeah, I'll play the game. Sure, I'll go and just schmooze Obama at the cocktail parties. I'll do this. I'll show up at WF. I'll do, oh, yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. Climate change. Yes, absolutely. Solar City. Yes, absolutely. This, this, and this. And then, uh, oh, look, I can see where they're going to take this thing. They're going to run Tesla up to the fucking moon. I can, they're going to allow me to do creative fucking accounting and everything else. And then I'm going to steal $40 billion of their money and then buy their global communications control platform. And put it on his own untappable internet system in orbit. Well, the other it's thing like is he pulled, we'll, we'll like, find out like once he gets Twitter. We'll find out once he gets control of Twitter whether things change. 
Now, yeah. what, now will or he is it just theater? Twitter or will he continue to play the game of saying it's not worth the money? Then the fact that he hasn't done this yet, and I've said from the beginning, even if he doesn't buy Twitter, he's already blown open. He's already done a public service by blowing open the fraud that is Twitter. Yeah, but and if that he will doesn't buy be, Twitter, that will also be brushed under the, the public consciousness rug within a month. I mean, already Roe v. Wade, no one's going to remember. The, the other months. interesting thing to surface out of this is the fact that I've always felt that Jack Dorsey was troubled by what had happened to Twitter. I agree. So I think I think Dorsey is a is a legitimate supporter of what Musk appears to be trying to do. I think both of the I think they may both be working the the uh, working the the angle here. Look at every, at every level, you kind of have to make the big splash, force them to react and overreact, and then let it die down, and then play and then play the game. I mean, this this there's a there's a cycle and a rhythm. To this, to stories like this, but if Musk, you know, really wants to, he's not going to buy Twitter for a dollar more than it's worth, because now it's his real money, and he's getting real pushback from within the, you know, from within the world. And if he doesn't buy it, that's fine. He, they've already excommunicated. He's already excommunicated, which makes him dangerous. Which makes him very dangerous. And it's not 2017 anymore, guys. He might be John McAfee dangerous. <laughs> Whose body they still haven't released to the public. Uh, apparently after. he's in deep freeze or something. Yeah. Yeah. Probably there with Epstein. Yep. So, so. we've, I was going to say maybe kind of final comments because we're sure. run this for three and a half hours now. Is, I think, yeah, I think we're, I think we're, this is my third cigar. I think I'm about done. My, my, my throat can't handle anymore. I'm on, I'm on my fourth water bottle and second piss break. Um, is there any, is there any viability to the idea of a, a military coup in 2024? Hopefully not. I know. Hopefully not. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not well, saying part anything. of the problem is the military is not all woke. I mean, I, I think my sources say that the military has been totally purged of, of, rational blue-blooded american types and it's it's been very much taken over by i don't know if they're anti-american but they're political well my more political full, than even, even at the full bird kernel level because I, I i know at the general level it's fucked well my well, i have a friend who, who i asked why don't you want to try to be a general he was, he was going to be promoted and, and he said oh, it's too political i don't want well, well my logic well is that's this. My, my big question is the full are the full bird kernels the guys who are right. going to have to lead the revolution well my logic is this, and it's not a good one. It's not something I want to happen, but just looking at it from like an unemotional viewpoint sure. is that you have the last handful, whatever a handful means, five, 500, whatever, of older guys who are going, I'm not, I'm not watching the woke ship. I'm not watching the woke ship go under. They're going to do it. Some guys that were hardened by the Cold War. And they're going, hey, we're used to existential threats. This place is fucked. There's an administration in charge that's dismantling it. They're looking at it and they're going, I'd rather be hung than, than, you know, betray the flag. I'm not saying it's good. It just seems like you have some guys almost like McAfee types who are going, you know, LeMay and Patton, Eisenhower, they're spinning in their graves. Right. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not I think saying it's good. I think, I, I, think, I think the question is, what does it look like at the, at the kernel level? Yeah. And I think it becomes regional at that point. And, um, the bigger question is, you know, the state national, the, the state guards and whatnot. 
the yeah. National Guard for each state. What the and you know, I I don't think it's as bad as we. I think Twitter makes everything worse and it's not real. Life. Oh sure, yeah, of course. And I think the media is not real life. And uh, I think there's a lot more. I think if the people demanded it, we'll see. Yeah. I don't have a good answer for it, Tommy. I really don't. Yeah. I hope not. No, neither but do I. There's nothing. I just, what I, what I hope is that when it comes down to it and when they go to push this thing to its breaking point, to the precipice, that when the states decide that's enough, that the, uh, that the colonels make the right decision and tell yeah. their men to stand out and to defy the orders of the, of the generals. Yeah. That's where I think this I spook starts civil wars, military is in. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're dancing up to that point. Mm-hmm. And well, Davos is absolutely trying to create that. And Davos that's is their, a, that's is their fallback plan. They're asphyxiating themselves and jerking off manically. Yep. While they fuck little children. Yes, while they do while they fuck little children. And um we will Sorry. go into the no, we will go into this podcast the way we or we will leave this no. podcast the way we went in. That was fucks. I'm sorry about that. I, I couldn't help. I couldn't help it. I'm like, oh, I have an opportunity to bring it back around full circle. I had to. Dave, closing thoughts. Um, I just, I wonder what it's going to look like three years from now. It, it seems like an important three years. I agree with that. I think. I think Tom said that. Two years. Um, I have this fear that the election is not going to be a landslide, and as a consequence, people are going to say this is rigged, and then then you really get civil war flavored stuff. Because I think there were enough people who were willing to stand down from that model. I, I did Twitter polls afterwards. My Twitter polls show that people don't believe the election's legit. Mm-hmm. Even even left wing, I said, "Do you believe it was legit or not? Do you lean left or right?" And so you get four answers. And it was it, it the, the the it was about a two or three to one bias in favor of them being rigged, and it was nonpartisan. And I got quite a quite a large number of thousands of votes, and Jeez. and so I think there's a lot of people with a subliminal awareness. Well, there's a ton of people who know that January sixth is horseshit, right? Right, and now not, not to say that they they think it was good optics or anything, but but right. the, the idea that. Uh, people are in jail in solitary for a year without a trial. Just sits poorly with everybody, and and um, and and I think watching the truckers get their ass kicked up in Canada, um, things like that are starting to wear people down. And so I, I I think if we have an election that looks like it ought to be a romp of the the Democrats, and all of a sudden it turns into not a romp of the Democrats. I think that the election integrity is going to come into view so clearly. I think you know, one of the mistakes you make is to somehow think that that there is a good guy, bad guy. Well, no, yeah, yeah, going yeah, on of here. course. So, no, there, so, no there, are, there aren't white hats. Yeah, of course. Right. There's just, yeah. There are black hats and there are guys and there are guys who are trying to to, 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 uh, to operate, to, to take Get well, I think they're individual white hats, but I think sure. you know Ron Paul finished his career and said, "I achieved nothing." Yeah, yes. I think there are factions that you temporarily align, temporarily align yourself. With. Politics right. makes strange bedfellows. I yeah, never thought that, I'd be cheering for Wall Street, but if they're against the kid fuckers in Davos and they just don't want you know my gas price to go up, 
Well, now, now here I am. I, I've got to do more reading on that theory. That, that, that yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how you get me to support Wall Street. Uh, no, but that's what I mean. It's just a temporarily I, 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 aligned Wall Street, thing. Just some of it. Or the right. yeah, and, only, and only because of enlightened self-interest. They're trying to save themselves. That's what I mean. It right. Temporarily it's aligned about, interests. It's, it's not, not that about, we're all it's boys. Them, it's not about them trying to beat. They, the they understand guys. the biggest threat is yeah, There's no, the they want they want their yachts with their hookers and their caviar. I want chicken breast that doesn't cost ten dollars. We temporarily are strange bedfellows. Yeah, well, I, I, I the still other want to be thing able to... is, I think I think the internet might have guaranteed a battle of the bastards. It may be that when the internet went live, we were we were set on a course that was unstoppable. I think for some sort of serious conflagration. I think Starlink it will probably is Elon's like probably biggest ace ace in the hole is something that a bunch of Antifa people can't attack. It's an orbit-based internet. So when they go right. full woke and censor everything, he will still have something in orbit. Yeah, because at, be that a- point, at that point, blockchain DNS and is a big deal. Like, yeah. like You have to realize that this, this, the, the plumbing of the internet has really hardened itself. There's many opportunities for us to stop, for them to stop us from, from stop them from plat- deplatforming us. And we're, you know, there's so many ang- angles on that. So, yeah, I'm waiting patiently for Elon to put a fucking satellite over North Florida, for Christ's sake, so that I can get, I've already paid him the money. I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the SL. I'll keep it as a backup. It's whatever it is. There's and- even silly little things like, this will seem so stupid to some people or not even familiar, but, you know, booting Rudy Havenstein. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like uh, it's like kicking Mother Teresa off Twitter or something. Right. Rudy went looking for fights. He was inflexibly willing to antagonize people of power. But he never did it in a way that would get you booted from Twitter by normal rules. And uh, and I think that cut deeper on more people than we could have imagined. His follower count would indicate that he, he was potentially expendable. But I think there's an awful lot of people who said, no, 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 what, what's going on there? Yeah, no, that's, that, was a, that, was, that was surprising. Because it was surprising, especially because Jack follows Rudy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, seriously, like, it, it's, it's very weird. Like, it's very weird. But, you know, sometimes you, you cross the wrong person and, you know, they, they have egos. They're very thin. It's like, the, uh, it's like, I think it was a Tunisian who lit himself on fire that started Arab Spring. Right. Yeah, he's, I, he's, I, he's an intern for the CIA. Well, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, but I refer to him as an incredibly flammable Tunisian, right, or whatever he was. I can't remember. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, he had like a fruit stand or something. Yeah, and he just said, "Fuck it, I've had enough." Like the monks burning themselves in Vietnam. Yep, same thing. Right, you know, and or you know, you want one? Here's one that I'm not thrilled by. George Floyd couldn't have known dying was going to be his greatest moment in his life. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll leave you guys with this. I saw the best tweet yesterday. I don't know if it's real or, or, or a lie. The guy tweeted out yesterday he said, so I went, so I went to fill up my, my diesel truck the other day and it cost me $187 and 20 cents. Shut up, boo-boo. And so I, I drove off. Why for you, that was, that's boo-boo. That's, that's the, that's the record. <laughs> yes. He wants to get off his line and go inside. He's hot. I'm like, so, um, I went to fill up my tank. It was $187.20. So I drove off and didn't pay. My court date is July 14th. It's July 17th. At which point I, ha- I either have to show up or pay the $85 fine. 
So in my mind, I've, I've saved $102.20. And for other cost-saving tips, <laughs> follow me. Follow this channel. <laughs> well, the, the other thing, though, is when we start running out of diesel and j- j- real salt of the earth, Joe Sixpacks are getting mad. Right? How long? The inflation? How are the legacy of Roe v. Wade is that all the blacks and the Hispanics realize that this is all a bunch of upper class middle, upper middle class white women who don't want to see the, don't want to see them breeding. They got, right. they got Margaret the memo. Sanger. Yeah, they're so angry at the the obviousness of this. The backlash in the fall is going to be obscene, and Biden's oh. approval ratings on every issue in amongst blacks and Hispanics is in the twenties. They cannot it- win another election in this country. How long until we see PMCs at gas stations start seeing private military contractors? Yeah, I think, I think, I I think, I think by New Year's, I think 2023, we start, they'll start small, just be, you'll just have a guy kind of, you know, walking through the pumps and stuff, visible firearm, nothing much. I think by 2024, we're looking at carbines. By 2025, we have sandbags around gas stations, I think. Gas stations. Oh, yeah. I don't think it lasts that long. I think if oh, we no, get to that be... point, I think we get to that point. It's the it's the it's the Sunshine Republic of Florida. Um, yeah. You know, recite the oath at the border or fuck off. At that point, you, that's I won't be here. My uh, my Valium overdosed body will be rotting. I said, <laughs> I, said, I said fuck seventy dollar gas. I'm out. Well, let us know. We'll use you to fertilize our victory garden. Hey, <laughs> I will. I will happily die. I will. You. I will give my body to my country. You guys can make potatoes out of my dirty Irish pig body. <laughs> that is high irony there i know, then, I know. on that happy note it's on that happy irony. note gentlemen that was a fucking blast we need to do it again uh that was fucking incredible i think we yeah we'll have to do it again sometime and uh i'll get some beer and dave you'll get some liquor and we'll all get some cigars and we'll really go down the rabbit hole you know, if I ever if I ever start podcasting drunk, I'm in a world of trouble. I did. I've done one <laughs> podcast shit faced, and I did it with two of my buddies. It lasted for yeah, four hours. I we, used to. I, I used the Periscope drunk, and then it was bad. We did it. And then it, now it's I can like, have one. It's like what I used to love is drunk history. Remember yeah, drunk history? Yeah, yeah. That was great. So what we that did? An, we did an episode the day after McAfee suicided himself, and uh, we thought or it was going to be. We thought it was going to be brilliant. I've to date I have not uploaded the episode. It's called the oh, last episode. Come- I watched it the next day. It is, it is wrong on so many. I mean, I think it's legal, legally actionable. <laughs> like I, I did a, I, I now want to real- watch this, Tommy. It is. It is a, so you can send me the link to the unpublished YouTube or whatever it is. I want to see it. I, I will not pass along either if you send it to me. I did a real vision podcast. I flew to New York and did it, and it got deep six by their producer. Really? Yeah. And it, I think I think it was because it, it came about a week after I got my ass canceled by the by the students. Right. I think he was trying to protect the brand or something. Sure. And it wasn't until I explained it to Grant, who was who was on his way out the door. And I said, yeah, I did an interview and it never got aired. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, never got aired. He says he was confounded. I said, yeah, I sat down with Tony Greer for an hour and we talked and, and they, they did a uh, four minute promo and that's all that got aired. And uh, so then it got uploaded. They called it the lost episode. The lost episode. Yeah, I have a lost episode. Yeah, there's a fine line. You can't get you can't get blackout drunk. That's what I found. You watch it the next yeah. day. and You're just like, Christ almighty. This is not going up. 
I don't want to <laughs> yeah, get right. I might just get a knock at the door. I, I don't yeah. ever have more than one or two at any one time. No. Anyway, because I, 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 I am such a non-drinker. I drink about a beer every two years to show that it's not a wagon thing. And then, <laughs> and then, and then get a whopping hangover and swear it off again. And so I drink a, a sip of wine occasionally or a sip of champagne and that's it. All right. Just, well then we'll, uh, We'll smoke some meth or something. So I'm nah, a little less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll have guys. To come, I'll have to come up with advice. We'll wrap this bitch up. Mr. Luongo, Mr. Colm, thank you so much. I'll uh, email Adios. you guys when it's up. It'll be up later this evening. Thank you so much, guys. God bless. God bless America. Stay safe, everybody.